Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 61. What's up, friends? Got the bastard here. Got the Raj here. Turns out this is our fucking three-year anniversary oh, episode. yeah. What the fuck is going on? It's May 30th, 2012. The fucking cats are frisky. I'm gassy. Raj doesn't know what the fuck he's getting himself into. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the Midwest Rampage. Mm-hmm. What else we got? A couple rules refreshers. <laughs> A little nugget of knowledge. Raj. in there. Yeah, we'll get some of that. Plus we'll go over some of the normal bullshit we always talk about. Mm-hmm. But there ain't going to be no goddamn news and rumors because we don't talk about news and rumors. <laughs> that shit's for yeah, fucking News and idiots. rumors on the bear. What the fuck, man? I don't know what that guy's been up to. I haven't seen or heard. He could be dead for all I know. He could be. According to his Facebook status, he did some kind of running. So oh, yeah. Very well killed him. <laughs> no, he's really slimmed down, so he could probably run now. But a year or two back, that fucking guy couldn't be running for shit. Blow his knees out five steps into it. <laughs> so his hooves damn off. Anyway, what the fuck you been up to in the hobby, bro? Not too much. Working on some wood elves, naturally. <laughs> well, what are you? Blood in the sun. What are you expanding with? Um. Well, a couple things. I'm working on a some kind of display tag for the front of the display board. Something custom? Or are you gonna just have a trophy? Yeah, dog. Yeah, do. <laughs> I'm not gonna get some dumb plaque that says wild herd I'm thinking some kind of I don't know some kind of like ruined piece of wood kind of like driftwood or something I gotta come up with a title for the army something with blood glade of blood there will be blood bloody stool (laughs) that was me Friday I draw that booze Thursday (laughs) so I'm working on that Got a few new models I'm working in. Uh-oh. A couple of replacements for some, some other models. Replacing- so it's not a new new unit or anything, but some models in a unit are going to be replaced. What was that? Let me guess. Tree, tree kin? Tees. You going to do some tree kin? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get this silly-ass grin. All right, everything's a big was, fucking secret for no, Rachel. I can say. Uh. That that is not the plan. That was originally the plan. Yeah, was to have some kick-ass burly Orions converted up to lead the fucking dirty <laughs> devil dog bloodhounds <laughs> of the woods to uh, turn them into six packs. Yeah, but when I played at Midwest Rampage, and we'll get into our games and stuff later, I thought five was the perfect number. Yeah, you know, it's another sixty-five points for a six-one. Sure. And then if I did put in the Orions, I'd want to make them champions, and that's another 20 points. Okay. So I dropped both of those, and I'm putting back in the Eagle Rider that ah. was in the original version of the list. And I'll be using that for the old 
blood in the sun. So is this the fucking dude with the great weapon that flaps around and just tries to fuck yeah, shit up? Yeah, big fucking flapper. <laughs> his great weapon, his flabby wings. <laughs> his, his pointy his fucking ears. Flappy balls, his flappy gums. <laughs> is he nude? But I will be using the special character model that I did up. Oh, yeah? I peeled off both of those chicks already. Oh, nice. I might put one of them back on <laughs> if I don't feel like doing doing a new model. I don't know. I think the model, the one kind of sitting on them would look fine. Yeah. It's not what you see is what you get. Looking at some of the other Wood Elf models, coming up with a great weapon is kind of tough. They aren't really the only great weapon guys that do it on foot. Yeah. It's a pretty badass looking dude, though. And then there's the original rider for the Wood Elf stag. I still have, but putting the wings on the stag model kind of fucked up his posing. <laughs> so he doesn't look quite as elegant as he did before. <laughs> For your awesome conversion. But he does. He's got a sword arm or something, and then he has just a completely free arm. Yeah. You could easily put a giant fucking bastard sword into. Okay. Or a, a Raj sword. <laughs> <laughs> if you were so inclined. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a couple other bits and bobs. All right. Any work on those fucking demons? Those demons, bro? Yeah. Um, no, I've just been excited for what else, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fucking A, man. I've been trying to focus my attentions on bull ogre action. Finally finished up the BSB. Mm. Turned out pretty cool. Of course, the fucking goddamn day I finish them, it's fucking raining out, and I just can't wait. I had to clear coat them right away. So I fuzzed up another Was goddamn model. Humid? Was it a little humid? Uh, uh, I don't believe it to be a humidity issue what? when that happens. I believe it to be a what distance. What are you even using? I'm using Armory Clear Coat. Mm, should stick with some Krylon, dog. Yeah. That's it's for, those guys have an actual business. <laughs> paint. I'm making paint. Where Perhaps Armory's I'll try that. Is slapping on Armory labels. Various <laughs> manufacturers. Other manufacturers' yeah. shit. Well, I have determined that the reason this happens, cause I've fucked around with it for a while. The reason it happens is because based on the weather conditions or the humidity conditions, you're holding, when you hold the uh, the paint can too close or too far from the model, that's when you get that shit. So it's about finding the perfect distance What's and sticking far? with it. Depends on the, it depends on the weather conditions. Well, that's what, the issue. too close? I don't know. I think the ones that were working out best for me was about five inches away, really quick sprays. Mm-hmm. And then when it was fuzzing up on me, I was holding it back pretty far, say maybe a foot away from it, and it was really humid out. So it must have been picking up particles oh, in the air. Inches away, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I had problems since I stopped using G Dub shit. Yeah, I haven't really had any issues with the Krylons. So where do you pick this up? Like Menards, Lowe's? Um, the you can pick up one of them. There's like a clear coat you can get from any one of those places that carry Krylon. Yeah. Um, but it's, even though it's a matte, it's still kind of a gloss. Okay. So you got to go to Michael's and then they have like an artist matte kind of varnish. So okay. I use, I use them both um, to be honest. So the first one is kind of more of a thicker coating too. Okay. More durable. So I'll do that and then I'll go back with the the more matte, matte version. And they're both by Krylon. Yeah. Okay. I can give you the. They have little numbers on them. Yeah, there's be like sweet. whatever, fifteen different kinds of images, <laughs> and they got little pictures and stuff on them. Okay. So it took me a while before, because like both of them have pictures, have the same picture on them. Yeah. Like little artist paintbrushes. Mm-hmm. 
but they're oh, yeah. working pretty differently, and it took me a while to I figure use, out they weren't really the same one. Okay, I use their Fixative because I know exactly which cans you're talking about, but I have yet to try their clear code. Mm-hmm. But if that worked, that would be amazing because I've last like fucking three miles I've done I fuzzed up. <laughs> it's really yeah, pretty much all the wood elves were done towards the end of June last year, so it would have been hot as piss and muggy as shit. Yeah, in Wisconsin, and none of them had that issue. Okay, although I was holding my breath. <laughs> It was, I always do it in my garage, which might be a bad idea, too, because when the door is closed, there's a lot of humidity in there all the time. So Yeah. I don't know. I think I did them all at night, though. Yeah. Well, it can be pretty muggy at night, but I remember with this last batch, I don't know what the fuck I was varnishing. Something for, for Adepticon. I was out at, like, it was 1 in the morning on, like, a Thursday night. I was out on the front stoop of the apartment, just laying down a heavy, heavy mat varnish. just like a little cloud. And then, like, my neighbor's girlfriend just walks around the corner, walks right into the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh, sorry. It's okay. She's <laughs> lucky she wasn't smoking. She'd have fucking blown up. Yeah. Poof. She, when she walked in, I sprayed another little spray at her tush. <laughs> nice. Clear <laughs> quote that, baby. <laughs> Anyways, I've also been working, uh, still painting on the BSB for the Orctonians. Two BSBs at the same time, John? Uh, fucking tell me about it. And once I wrapped up the Bullogre BSB, I started the conversion work on the Slaughtermaster. He's in the very fucking preliminary stages. I'm still... I got his form down, you know, the positioning of his arms and legs and his head, but I still got to bulk out some spots on him. Is he going to be a fatty? Yeah, the plan is to make a really big fucking fat slob of a minotaur. That's also (laughs) a badass shaman. So he's going to be one real kick-ass looking dude. You could do like a Jabba the Hutt (laughs) with like a little tiny knoblar draped across him. No. And then like a Joe Rogers, like a Chain <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, you know, there's this dude called uh, Manny Yarbrough. He's this giant black dude that that's well known for sumo wrestling. So uh, I'm gonna try and base most of the body <laughs> off this dude. <laughs> he's got this great, like, huge. He's still fit because he wrestles, mm-hmm. but he's just a massive, massive dude. So um, under net, been working on the Iron Gut Standard. Been busting my ass painting him. I already got him about probably a third of the way done. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty solid work for me. And I've only been working and on him for about been four days. A Bestigore standard with all this standard action. Uh, no, it was sitting on the on the workbench, and I just got sick of looking at it, so I just put it put it away. <laughs> Fuck these Bestigore, man. <laughs> I don't know. I have, I have a At fucking... one point, you were hoping to get them done for Midwest. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Other than that, I've been working on my fucking house. Built a whole goddamn deck out there. Thank God that's done. Mm-hmm. Now I got to build a fucking shed. Which I don't even know how to build a shed because I never built a shed. So that'll be a project that takes up a bunch of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Tomorrow, day after tomorrow, I head out to the Bug Eater GT out in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, it sounds like you picked up a few more cronies for this one. Yeah, Mike Jordal, I'm going to pick him up. He lives over in Minnesota, I think Austin, Minnesota. I'm going to pick him up on the way through, and we're going to meet up with Ryan Nickel over there. The Wapaka champion. Yeah. 
wonder if he's got that axe yet that Bear keeps uh, talking about. <laughs> I doubt he's received any axe from the Burr, because we know the Bear's motivation level for anything Warhammer-related is fucking completely nil. Nil bog. So, anyways. How many points is that one? What's that? Bug Eater's 2,500. Are you adhering to all the rules and such? Uh, yeah, there were... Is there some funky shit you had to do different? They were, but they didn't affect my army at all. They did have some comps for some of the more powerful, quote-unquote, armies, but... No double jabbers. No double no, jabbers, no, no double psychars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... Yeah, they were, there were no additional limitations on Beastmen, so... Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, I didn't have any issues there, thank God. How many people are signed up for that one? It's supposed to be full. I think it's 72... But he keeps letting people in. Sneaking in. Yeah, like Ryan just got in. So, I don't know. It must be either it's full but people haven't paid or committed and he's just fucking bumping them and taking the money from people that are. Or it's full and he just keeps growing it. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's at a high school, so it's in a gymnasium. So, there's just tons and tons of room in there. Yeah. So, uh, space, I don't believe, is an issue for him. It's just a matter of how many tables can he set up. And When are you leaving for that one? I'm going to try and work in the morning and then head out around one thirty in the afternoon so that I arrive there around 10 p.m. <laughs> my, my weekend's empty. I'll, you still have a little time to convince me. <laughs> oh, you coming, bro? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy. It's going to be a good time. Maybe you'll wean this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, maybe sweeten the pot a little. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you need? <laughs> you trying to get another blowjob? <laughs> my lips is chapped, dog. <laughs> my lips is chapped. You been fucking checking out any of the podcasts or audiobooks or movies or anything like that? Yeah, I just finished up the Alloy of Law, which is a follow up to the Mistborn trilogy. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's a uh, like the third book of the Mistborn series. I thought kind of bogged down, but this one there's new characters, total kind of reboot of the kind of series. Some of the elementic powers and like ferrochemical powers that they have. They- <laughs> Seem to be working in different ways because these guys can do stuff that the other guys couldn't. Yeah. And it seems pretty common. But the gist is it's using that same Mistborn kind of magic system, but now it's kind of the Wild West days, Victorian era. (laughs) So he's got revolvers and shotguns and shit like that, kind of trains. and. So it's the time period, like late 1800s, mid-1800s? Yeah, it's in a fictional world. Okay. But, yeah, so... In the first one, they'd all wear mist cloaks, which are kind of these cloaks that are made up of all these little kind of one- or two-inch wide tassels. So now they got, like, mist dusters jackets that are, like, <laughs> kind of dusters, and then on the bottom, they're kind of cut up in those little tassels and stuff like that. So that that one's really fun, and I thought it was a one-off, but apparently when you get to the end, like... He's probably got another fucking trilogy in the works. <laughs> but no telling when when those ones are going to come out. I think he just finished this one yeah. recently, The Alloy of Law. So that one's fun. If you like those other Mistborn books, you'd really like this one. Okay. Because it's all fresh. <laughs> Exciting and new. <laughs> Since then, it's only been a few days, but I'm kind of fumbling, trying to find something new. Oh. I've been listening to uh, Modern Scholar lectures, <laughs> myths and archaeology. <laughs> From, like, classrooms or what? Yeah, so they kind of kind of busting some myths. One of them is interesting about the Kensington Stone. Have you heard of that? I don't think so. 
It's this kind of 200-pound stone that was unearthed in Minnesota in the late 1800s, and it was covered in, like, Norwegian runes. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and no one, it's still undecided whether it's a hoax or not. Yeah. But it re- apparently recounts about some Vikings that made it all the way into <laughs> Minnesota in, like, the 1300s. Sweet. <laughs> Which would be fucking cool if it was true. <laughs> but I don't know that... Lecturers seem to think it was true, according to the latest evidence, but look it up online. It's kind of interesting. The Kensington Stone. Homage over there. <laughs> I'll go for that. Lay down our Thor's hammers. <laughs> a blessing. <laughs> Press my chest against it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What have you been listening to? Well, since I finished all that awesome Richard K. Morgan stuff, got back to Dresden. I listened through. How does it seem in comparison? How does, does it still hold up? What's that? Mr. Dresden. Oh, yeah. Well, I listened to number seven and all the way through. It's fucking super good. I swear the Dresden books just keep getting better. But the Richard K. Morgan stuff was really good, too. So some really unique ideas. And it was nice just to get a break from five Dresden books in a row. (laughs) So that was good. After I finished Dresden book seven, I think that one was called Deadbeat. That's, What's that one? Zombies? Yeah, it's the one with all the necromancers. Mm-hmm. A bunch of necromancers come to Chicago. And then at the... Well, maybe they'll give it away, but oh well, the book's fucking years old. At the end, he's at the Field Museum in Chicago, and there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah, skeleton there. Sue, Sue, yeah. So he fucking brings it to life with necromancy, and he <laughs> rides it. <laughs> he's got this dorky little... Jewish guy that hangs out with him that worked at the fuck the mortuary yeah. yeah so he fucking that guy rides behind him and he's like keeping a beat because with necromancy you gotta keep a beat to keep the fucking undead alive and focused <laughs> so they fucking ride this T-Rex <laughs> through the fucking city and just smash shit up and fuck with the National Guard and all that Mm-hmm. And then go fucking kick some ass, of course, because that's how the Dresden book ends. That's how he does it. <laughs> oh, he always Were they up... fucking with his skull then? Oh, his yeah. His skull buddy? His little uh, knowledge spirit that he hangs yeah. with Bob. Yeah, they captured Bob and they took him away, so he had to get Bob back. Bobby! Pretty good, though. I recommend it. And then after that, <laughs> so I listened to some more nonfiction stuff. I got two Robert Kiyosaki audiobooks from audible.com, so I've been listening to those about real estate investing. Mm-hmm. Turns out, no matter what you want to invest in, you really need a lot of money to make a lot of money. <laughs> Otherwise, you just fucking piddle your shit away, and it's a big waste of your time. So, I don't know. I'm going to keep listening because it's interesting, but I don't expect to get much out of it. Mm-hmm. And then, let the fans know, man. We're always looking for a new Warhammer money. <laughs> Can invest in Warhammer. You got Warhammer. an investment for any of them? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start. Uh, I have been. I'll double your money. The latest thing I'm looking into months. private investing. You got to find, or private funding, trying to find private investors and how you get that together. It turns out, though, you need a really detailed business plan. If you expect people to give you like a couple hundred grand. <laughs> second, now, I thought you said private investigating. I thought Dresden had worn off on you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot more exciting than real estate investing, I'm sure. But uh, well, the kind of investigators that Sentry hires doesn't sound none too glamorous. I don't know, man. I was talking to Bob. He gets paid at Sentry to do nothing but browse the web, and there's people that are like out on disability. He just stalks them online. Yeah, yeah. And he said he f- status updates. Yeah, he burns people up all the time, and their claims get denied because they fucking update their Facebook with either photographs or like words about you know yeah. descriptions of what they've been doing. So he's telling me one about this one guy where he fucking said he had something wrong with his shoulder, and then he went out to a dirt bike race. <laughs> 
all these pictures of him like tagging himself, going off jumps and stuff on the dirt bike. I told them that I was going to proclaim that I had carpal tunnel, but that I was going to keep going on chat roulette to beat off. So that if he goes on chat roulette, he might eventually catch me beating off and get like five minutes of video of me whacking it with carpal tunnel. <laughs> all right. I've been watching this show called Peep Show. It's an English show. It's a comedy. It's on Netflix. It's fucking hilarious. I'm on season six now. They did make a pretty funny white dwarf joke the other day. So I tweeted about that. So pretty good stuff. And then... White dwarf, the magazine? Yeah. Because the guy's... joke. Something about how I don't do that anymore because I didn't want anybody to find out. Like when I canceled my white dwarf <laughs> subscription or something like that. So, <laughs> it was pretty funny. And I didn't, you didn't expect it because like, this dude was ripping on white dwarf. But... <laughs> Eh, lastly, I've been still reading The Wise Man's Fear by Rothfuss. It's fucking good, too. That book just keeps getting better. Still, uh, he's still at the university. Yeah. They just... Doing his, yeah. doing his thing. They just burned up fucking Ambrose for, like... You know, him and Ambrose go back and forth. It seems so fucking retarded at some point. You're like, yeah. you just fucking let this go? He's like, befriends all these hot chicks. Yeah! And, like, <laughs> pretends he's oblivious. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Get, you get to the end, you're gonna be pleased because there's a little bit of a reversal on that. They f- finally gonna fucking nail Denna. Bang crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That I can get behind. You need some supernatural help with that one. <laughs> the Chandrian. <laughs> he gets trained into magic. Trained to fight. He gets trained to bang, dude. <laughs> nice. Let me give a shout out for a new podcast that I don't know if it's out yet or if the fir- I don't think the first one's come out yet, but it's called The Skull Bro is Awesome. Nice. <laughs> it's fucking Rotor and Broska. Gonna do a fucking podcast, so. Yeah. You could get them at skullbromail at gmail.com. Send them. Stumbled onto those guys. They've been using TeamSpeak to coordinate. Yeah. Yesterday I logged on to play some Battlefield 3. <laughs> I saw them down there in the Point Hammer channel. <laughs> away. Had to pop in there, give them a few tips. Nice. Yeah, that should be pretty entertaining. Yeah. Those, those guys nice. are cool to talk to, so. Check them out. The Skull Bros awesome, man. Their logo is pretty fucking badass, too. A 40K org chart or something like that. One of them's a skull in a circle. Mm. So they kind of made the eye, turned it a little bit. Made it kind of, yeah, made it kind of cockeyed and put a cigarette in its mouth, but it looks super fucking cool. Oh, those guys are so cool. So, I'll suck they dicks. We wrapped up our contest for the Battle Foam shit. Who won? Who won? Who's the, the winner? It was part the rules and wasn't it Rallyan? Both of which have received the codes. Yeah, from the gift certs. So There's good luck with those battle reports on there. Yeah, <laughs> some lengthier than others, but there was no minimum requirement. Nope. To get into the context. Although someone put it in the wrong section, so <laughs> I still included them in the list though, because mm-hmm. I'm a fucking soft How did you heart. Determine the victors. The mighty D6s. <laughs> How do we determine all victors in this podcast? <laughs> yeah, congrats, boys. Use them well, because we probably would never use that shit. So. Well, now we are talking about a trip to fucking Europe. So contact us at pointhammered at gmail.com. Pointhammered.com slash forum. Yeah, get on there. Slash suck my balls. <laughs> uh, that See, probably like, does, probably doesn't exist. Try. Try. <laughs> I could put something in there. <laughs> Pictures of our balls. <laughs> Just a classic goat sex picture. Picture of my balls lubed up, poked into your asshole. <laughs> Look us up on Twitter, at Point Hammered. Uh, we got some gear, sticker shirts and dice, up on pointhammer.com, slash gear. 
What else? Check us out on youmagnificentbastards.com if you want to see what we're fucking up to modeling-wise most of the time. Mm-hmm. I got all kinds of shit popping up on there. My latest custom basing blogs were pretty popular. How I made all the bases for pretty much all the models I've ever done. <laughs> for all for the magnificent ogre army. That's like 10 years of fucking trial and error condensed into like fucking two blog posts. <laughs> God damn it. So. It's totally worth it, bro. Yeah, it's man. Totally. Next, I don't know. I'll probably do some updates on this uh, Slaughtermaster for the bull ogres that I've been building. Probably do some like conversion whips do we got a legends fact or legend segment <laughs> i don't know you want me to call him up <laughs> get that motherfucker on the phone <laughs> Hungry he's bitch. working on some skellies he told me oh yeah how many more is he doing fuck like 40 or 50 <laughs> he already had 50 didn't he yeah <laughs> his movement his display base that he's building is getting it's pretty much completely full yeah he doesn't even have 2400 points yet on it he's <laughs> calculated it a little bit big dummy <laughs> Probably about the Widow size, but BC uh, has actually become one of the higher model count armies. I couldn't have like fit. With Skaven, because yeah. you, you just can't get away from having some huge blocks. Oh, well, that's why tree. Brad had to go with the double-layered fucking movement tray. I don't know if you saw that at the Midwest Rampage or not, but... Oh, he was using, uh, yeah. Chad Hansen's old one, but he finished the top to look like an Empire City. So he actually had two layers of models, fucking. And that's the only way it would have worked. I'm talking a little bit about rules refresher. Did you prepare some rules to refresh us on? I got two things. So one of them is dangerous terrain. Were these picked up on at Midwest Rampage? Yes. Okay. So one of which is, like, a dangerous terrain for chariots. Anytime you have to take a dangerous train for chariots, and if you fail, you roll the one, you take D6, mm-hmm. not one, <laughs> FYI. Right. Really? Yeah. I only failed one, and fortunately, Wenger was there to call me on it. I think you're one of the only guys that fields chariots, too. That's a good so point. You, you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that usually you would just avoid terrain with them like the plague, but there was one scenario. There's so much terrain, I just had to set one up in a forest. So, And then... I'm like, oh, okay, dangerous train, because you never assume you're going to fail that, and then, bunk. oh, shit, I failed it. I'm like, oh, he just takes a wound, and Winger's like, au contraire. <laughs> Laid me, like, with a fucking D6, but it still didn't kill it. I think it did two or three. But... So one thing to clarify for dangerous train true is that you have to march, charge, flee, or pursue through it in order to activate that. So No, with a chariot. Me if I'm wrong, let's look it up right now. I believe a chariot could just move through a forest without a penalty. I'd look it up myself, but I have a furry little creature here on my layout. You know, like a river or a woods that causes dangerous train checks. Isn't as nasty if, if you can just move through it. So the dangerous terrain rules state that when a model marches, charges, flees, overruns, or pursues into or through an area of dangerous terrain, it is called upon to take a dangerous terrain test. Blah, blah, you only fail on a one. And then the cherry rules, all it says is it takes D6 instead of a 1 when forced upon. Why don't you double-check that part? It says, as such, cavalry, monsters, cavalry, and chariots treat all terrain other than open ground as being dangerous terrain. And then it also says, a chariot that fails a dangerous terrain test suffers D6 wounds instead of 1. So if a chariot goes into or over any terrain, 
that counts as dangerous. And if it fails, it always takes a D6. Yeah, but it can move over it. Yeah. Well, some terrain, it counts it as dangerous terrain. And if it's dangerous terrain, you have to take a dangerous terrain test if you're in it. Only if you march, charge. God damn it. <laughs> so it counts, because infantry doesn't count woods as dangerous terrain. But a chariot would. So if a chariot marches, which it can't, so if it charges, flees, pursues, overruns, then it activates it. Oh, yeah. You're right. I, yeah, well, I don't know why I would try arguing rules with fucking Raj over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. So it does state that. Right. Some people, they, they mix that up. Like, if you move through it, they'll ask you to take it. Right. So that's in seventh. They know that it's just a dangerous terrain check, but before it was just for any kind of movement. So. Right. Okay. Excellent. So to sum that up, dangerous terrain only takes effect if you pretty much if you make any move other than a normal move. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, yeah, my chariot would have been fine. Goddamn winger. Make the fucking fine. You were just moving or charging? No, I just moved, like, off to the side. <laughs> it cost me a couple wounds on my fucking chariot, bro. <laughs> Lucky I won that game. I'd call shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans! Get your brooms! You're like, that's it, Raj. We're heading down there right now. Sort them out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Second thing on my list here, and this came up in my game against Domus, and we really didn't know what the fuck to do, but charging multiple units. To your knowledge, is this even in the fucking book? Because at the time, we looked it up. And charging, so your one unit is charging two units? Yeah, so you like you want to charge one of their units, but you can't do so without also charging a second unit. And That's legal, yeah. So you just have to declare a charge on both? Yes. I thought I've seen that in here, but I couldn't find it. Right. Like, if there's a way where you could charge one and not touch the other... You, right, you, you have to do that. You could only do... Yeah. But he had his flank... The flank of one unit was up against a building, and then really close to him on the other side, like an inch away on the other side, was another big unit of his. And then there, at the time, they were even on the frontage, and then I had a big-ass horde that wanted to charge the one that was up against the building, so I couldn't do so without hitting the other unit um, at the time. I think I failed that one anyways, but... Okay. So... Why don't you look it up? Charging more than one unit. What page? 18. A unit can normally only declare a charge at a single enemy unit. However, if there's no way at all of completing the charge against an enemy unit without touching another, sometimes known as clipping, then the charging unit must also declare a charge against the other unit. Each target unit must declare and resolve its own charge reaction in the order chosen by the controlling player. So in that situation, I would have just had to declare a charge on both of his units, and they both could have reacted however they thought was mm -hmm. cool. There you go, uh -huh. SMBs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else did we fucking got? I think we're going to be on to the fucking MWR, bro. I do have something here about how I have built the ultimate ogre list. <laughs> but I don't really have much to say about it. Because it's not really going to be the ultimate ogre list. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about this. <laughs> Since I've been working towards having this fucking bull ogre army, I went ahead and just... T what I have to accomplish to finish the fucking bull ogre army, I got to do the slaughter master. The BSB I just finished. And then I need two more saber tusks, because I'm going to use the ungors riding the tuskors. Okay. I need three more Morn fang. Well, I'll probably just do a unit of four for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. Five man eaters. An Iron Blaster, uh, Iron Gut Standard Bear, which I'm working on now, and then two more Iron Guts. And then that'll give me a fucking list. How many? 100 points. That'll 2, be 2,400, yeah. Okay. I should confirm that. It might be 2,200. <laughs> but That seems feasible, dude. 
Definitely before the end of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we could probably swing that, but my original thought was for North Star, but then I just to starting convert on this fucking slaughter master. I've been working on since probably Friday or so. Mm-hmm. I think it was Friday in fact. And I mean really it's just like plastic hacked to shit with bits of putty spread around them. Nothing finished, just gross and rough. So that dude will probably take me a fucking month just to convert on his own. Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. But it, trying to stay focused and keep a positive attitude. <laughs> we'll fucking see. But I am fucking dead set to plop down the biggest goddamn Minotaur unit you've ever seen if I ever decide to rock that for the Beastmen. Now that now I got. One of the battle reports that was posted had a Minotaur horde in there. Oh, yeah. See that? No, I should go back and look again. It was actually in a Beastman army. So. Yeah. And I think he was playing an ogre army, too, so at one point the guts came in against the Minos. I think the Minos busted them, but they could only pursue D6. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad you reminded me of that, because now I'm never going to play that. (laughs) Because it's fucking bullshit. So anyways. Bullshit. When I'm building these ogre lists, it's really frustrating, because you'll end up with 28 extra points. And you can't take an extra ogre for 28 points. And I don't have any Noblars in the list. <laughs> like, giving people, like, charm shields and iron curse icon just to try and fucking suck Look up these Noblars. points. No, I didn't give any of those. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I only got two. Yeah, maybe. They're cheap, so. It's five points. I yeah. I think my units, I had a unit of guts that was, like, seven strong and a unit of ogres that was ten strong or something. So, yeah, I'd probably help out mm-hmm. if I start getting my fucking shit shot up pretty bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, never had the... Uh, fucking direct warplaning hit. <laughs> yep. And then the ogres all die. Useful. Yeah. Does that count as flaming? Warplaning? I don't think it does. No, oh. it doesn't. Try and get them fucking regens. It's <laughs> my only hope of staying alive. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to getting some games in with the ogres because I'm dead tired of fucking beast men. And I don't want to go. I don't want to take a step back and go with dwarves. <laughs> nah. Just wacky dwarf hordes. You gotta rock the anvil, bro. <laughs> take it out of the book. Yeah, they're not gonna do that. They got a fucking you model. Never know, bro. That's a sweet model. They're not gonna get rid of it. Maybe they'll bring back the one with wheels. <laughs> oh god. Make a unit of cavalry. Out of them. <laughs> must have been able. Must Monsters have been able to move anvil. back then. I don't think it can move anymore. I've never seen a move. It's always deployed front and center at the back of the yeah. line. There must be a stipulation in there that it has to deploy there. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the rules, bud. Yeah, dog. All right, fuck it, man. Let's get on and talk about the Midwest Rampage. Yeah. This is about a week and a half ago. Okay. So I was driving, picked up the Hastings, fucking ran out right pretty well on time. On fucking time. Sans Bear and Sans Legend, we were fucking right on time getting out of here. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Call the goddamn cops. Rocked into a Taco Juan's. Yeah. Shortly after Madison for some stink power. <laughs> yeah, for some good Taco John goodness. And yeah, while we're in Rockford, we picked up X-Point Boy. John <laughs> Winger. <laughs> who advised to bring... Road Brews. full of Road Brews <laughs> to reciprocate the uh, Road Brew incident. <laughs> Must be oh seven, I yeah, believe. It was five years ago. Last time we went to Duluth, which was <laughs> yeah, not sure if the story's been told yeah, it three is. four yeah. times, but ended up being quite an affair. <laughs> Drunk in the debacle. Drunk uh, in the drive in and then me and Johnny drinking on the way up to Duluth. <laughs> that was most entertaining. Yeah, so I told him I would drive this time and he could drink. Sinks. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Walk, drink walk a did. mile in his shit. <laughs> so it was pretty awesome. 
Corolla is a uh, compact car. We had that sucker loaded pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty much to the gills. Yeah, we had stuff on our laps and between our legs and shit. <laughs> Did, he had a good strategy with the road brews, some kind of lining kugels, summer shandy or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it was summer but it shandy. looked like a cherry 7-Up can or something like that. <laughs> it was a real fruity. It wasn't the golden kind of bronzed beer can that <laughs> and, you would typically see. And then he uses an old sable case or something, and instead of putting like foam and models in it he just puts ice in it because it's watertight yeah, that's supposed to work pretty well yeah I've heard it of i think marty does that maybe that's like the most expensive beer cooler on the planet yeah, it's but fucking, when it's in a big pile of beer coolers like in the back around. seat yeah they're not gonna fucking dig through that i could get my point point returnable beer case filled with my models <laughs> and put all my beer in that <laughs> and then walk into some place <laughs> <gonna> check you <laughs> It's a fucking bait and switch, bro. So we blasted through John's six-pack on the way down there, and then I had yeah, a couple so after PBRs John, after like that. Two and a half hours or so yeah. to get down to Peoria. <laughs> I think I was seven or eight beers in when we arrived, so I was lit up pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we dropped them off to hang out with like, Jeremy Bush, Gunya, who in else the was up there? seediest fucking hotel on the planet. Yeah. I didn't realize that's it was right at, next to the venue. Either. No, neither did I when we I rolled didn't realize, in there. Yeah, we were over there. I had no I fucking idea where we were. Fucking sexy Illinois boys, Mr. McClure and Domus, met us there. Yeah. Drove them back to the McClure McMansion. <laughs> the McMansion? <laughs> the very house where he was raised since 1990. And yeah, he professed to having touched his first breast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Pretty sweet place. It was a fucking awesome setup because we all had our own room with our own private bed. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome. His parents like bailed for the weekend so we could have a great place to stay. It was so. awesome because there was like probably 15 to 16 notes. Yeah. His mom left <laughs> little <the> notes. Entire, <laughs> like the fridge. His head's like, this is the guacamole. You can eat it with chips. <laughs> There's like instructions on how to use the coffee maker, like where the extra towels are, even though there's like a stack of like eight towels in the bathroom. <laughs> okay, it was fucking, you don't get that kind of service you care anywhere. Peach, some kind of peach pie. Yeah, oh yeah, it was pretty sweet. Thumbs up to Mama McClure, man. That's fucking kick-ass setup. Kind yeah, of. totally. So then I think we just hung out, drank more beers, and sat on the patio yeah, we were up Friday late. night. Yeah. I was tired. I was real tired when I was rolling in. <laughs> you got some Quite beers. a little feisty and annoyed at the behavior of some of my co-drivers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we were. Other than my farting, which was a bit out of hand. <laughs> but you expect that by now. But yeah, as soon as we got there, cracked a few. Perked right up. <laughs> I was having a fucking blast on the way down. So Yeah, that would be fun. So Once you got a little bit of a beer buzz, man, I swear to God, that two and a half hour drive seemed like 20 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so And we crashed about quarter after 2, 2.30, I think. Woke up bright and early. Yeah. Breakfast. Oh, yeah, Domus dragged us out of bed at like 10 after 7. Like McClure's reasoning. He's like... You guys, you guys never get up for breakfast. <laughs> that's why you got to do it. <laughs> like, well, despite the fact that I had plowed down a ton of beers, mm-hmm. but I made it just in time. Yeah. Turns out, went John over to Perkins. Some of the the terrain, terrain. <laughs> some of the terrain for the tournament was left in my car, and we ended up just arriving at the tourney about 
seven minutes before it started. <laughs> Four dice rolled. <laughs> it was a cool fucking game store. They had such an awesome variety of stuff there. I think it was called Just for Fun, and mm-hmm. it's in Peoria, Illinois. So if you're around there, check them out. A lot of gaming space. It's kind of weird. Like It used to be an old office in the back where all the tables were because everything's yeah, two or three tables per room and all kind of spread up all, but... It worked really well, and it contained my farts to whatever room I happened to be in, <laughs> which was less funny for me, but probably more enjoyable <laughs> for the rest of the crowd. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to say about the little store there? It was cool to see that they had a ton of models. A lot yeah. of Flames of War and those dust. A couple, two, three different kinds of paints. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, lots of terrain. Not not a ton of G-Dub stuff, but, meh, I got plenty of that as it is, so... <laughs> All right, fucking round one, bro. We'll talk about round one or what? Yeah, man. Uh, I think we should take a break first. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about what's in our list first. Sure. So, 3,000 points of Wood Elves looks a little something like this. <laughs> <laughs> Spellweaver, level 4 life. Dispel Scroll, Stone Rebirth. I have Nastra and Arahan, which are Lord choices. Those are the special characters we discussed in the previous podcasts. Wood Elf, BSB, Hail of Doom. Again with Dragon Helm. Not sure if I remember that at all during my tournament. <laughs> uh, yeah, three units, eight dryads, twenty glade guard, fourteen glade guard, two units of five tree kin, five wild riders with a banner, two tree men, two eagles. So pretty much similar to every other list I've run <laughs> ever with the Wood Elves. <laughs> Alright. My list a fucking beast lord with a shield. Black and plate, which of course forgot to use the ability from that all fucking <laughs> tournament. That's why I dropped it from Future List. Uh, Chronic Command, Opal Amulet, Sword of Might. Had a Great Bray with additional hand weapon and level four. Talisman of Preservation, Iron Curse Icon, which I also forgot. On Lord Death. I uh, got a BS Bizzle, Wargore. He's got Heavy Armor, Shield, and Beast Banner in Gnarled Hide for the two up armor save. Bray Shaman with an additional hand weapon. Dispel Scroll, Laura Shadow, and another Brace Shaman with an additional hand weapon. Shard of the Herd, Stone, Laura Beasts. 35 Ungars with full command. These Irish Ungars. <laughs> 35 Irish Ungars. 5 Ungar Raiders with the Muso. 49 Gors. How many points is that little unit? 33. Okay. With the Muso. Just for the next time we play. When I shoot him off, I want to know. <laughs> Uh, that's 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 a good target for you, bro. <laughs> Shoot right at him. <laughs> 49 Gores with a full command. Two Tuscor Chariots. 29 Bestigor with a full command and a banner of discipline. 12 Senegor with a full command. Five Harpies. How many points is that unit? Senis? Yeah. 
335. <laughs> I want to know for the next time we play when I shoot him off. <laughs> Are you fucking done with your douchey interruptions, bitch? <laughs> uh, where was I at? Uh, two units of five harpies, two Razor Gore chariots, and then two Razor Gore running around on their own. And a fucking farty butt in a pear tree. And a farty butt that was it. in a pear tree. Okay. As far as lists go, I swear to God, this list this this list at 3,000 points is just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Just a blast to play. You never run out of chaff to throw in people's bullshit. The magic works well. Ugh, I don't really have any complaints about it. <laughs> All right. Fucking round one. Well, this was the dawn attack scenario where your units go into random, I guess. Let me call that. Parts in your Quadrants. deployment zone? Yeah, there's only three of them. Tridents? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so it's the roll of D6. Uh, yeah. One, it's the left flank. Two, two is the right flank. flank. Three, four, five is the middle. And a six, you get to picks. You get to picks. And then, I don't think there was anything else, right, in terms of shooting or anything. So, you want to go first? Who'd you play? Played against Dark Owls. Miss Tanya Shaiba. Yeah. Never played her before. I have played her. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere along yeah. the way. <laughs> Maybe at a previous Midwest Rampage, perhaps. Maybe. Might have been a club challenge, though. Mm-hmm. So she was running Dark House. Um, two units of Spearmen, Corsairs, big unit of Witch Owls with the Calder behind it. Big unit of Repeater Crossbows and two units of Harpies. Unit of Shades and two Hydras filling it out. Yowza. Characters. Okay, so for magic, she's running level four with shadow and a level two with fire. So one thing that's kind of interesting with my Wood Elves is I'm kind of happy to see fire magic. I don't, the fireballs and the direct damage spells aren't really that fucking good. <laughs> so really the only one I'm worried, worried about is the, the flaming sword. Yeah. She, she didn't roll that one. She rolled fireball and then uh, the must be the number six spell where you put down a template and it doesn't really do yeah, much Yeah, that shit. spell is completely <laughs> fucking worthless. <laughs> That's like the, one of the worst spells in the fucking book, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I had to go first, deploy my entire army, of course. My first roll was the big glade guard unit. Put my wizard and my BSB in there so I know where my plan was going to rest. <laughs> and I rolled the right flank. So everything had to go. Well, I put them on the right side, and then when I rolled stuff in the center, then I knew I could put it right next to it and kind of castle up on that flank. Yeah. Because you see some people will roll for their units, deploy them over. And then the very last one is their general or BSB's <laughs> unit. And then they complain when it gets put on one or the other side. Yeah. So whatever the most kind of slowest, most pivotal unit you have, do that one first so you know what your game plan is going in. And Tanya, she ended up rolling, actually, with both of the Hydras to be directly opposite the big glade guard unit. <laughs> I wasn't happy about that. She wasn't or you wasn't? I wasn't. Yeah. But there was a building in the way. Uh, basically, you it wasn't. worked out pretty Sorry. pretty well. <laughs> the big leg guard unit was able to shoot up the Hydras. They had the flaming banner. Yeah. Um, and I was able to have a tree man over there running some interference. Um, one of the tree men ended up killing one of the Hydras. Um, and the other one, I think, maybe just ended up getting shot outright towards the end of the game. <clears throat> in the middle, 
the big witch elf unit ended up getting hit in the front with some tree kin and in the side with some more tree kin <laughs> due to uh, Dryad sacrificing themselves. Dryads going into witch elves are pretty good. I think they hit simultaneous. I think they're both in six, but Dryads rip them up pretty good so you can peel off a ton of witch elves before you fight. <laughs> Anyways, but that was the main unit I was worried about. So I got to fight on my turn. I didn't have to worry about Mind Razor. Uh, the cauldron was within 12 inches, so they were stubborn. And next turn, she did get Mind Razor off on the Witch Elves, but at that point, there's only seven or eight of them left. So I still got a ward save. She had an armor piercing banner. So um, she did kill two Treekin outright on the second <laughs> second combat with the Mind Razors, but then the, the remaining Treekin just killed them all. Yeah. And then the Treekin went on to beat down the Spearmen and uh, get in with the level fours unit and beat <laughs> down those guys. Um, and one of the other tree men took out the Corsair. So. Okay. Um, this one was pretty good. I got to see how the the twins were going to work out. Um, it's, they're only strength three with the big blast. So I, I was targeting the Witch Elves. She kept putting the 5-plus ward on them. I, th I think Dark Elves are probably one of the better choices for the special character to work with. And I was able to use the Strength Arrow a couple times, presenting his well, Lord Spearman unit from getting up and being able to pit of shades, my old tree men's. <laughs> but, yeah, that was it. A tactic you're well familiar with from playing yeah. against my Beastmen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. My game one was against Sean Oliver. He's rocking fucking VC. One thing about Midwest Rampage, there's no paint requirements. There's no... Is there uh, assembly requirements? There are no assembly <laughs> requirements because Sean... I met him before. He's a real cool dude. Uh, he's working on a new VC army, though. So uh, there's a couple of units that were at least half just bases on, on a movement tray. Um, but that's fine. It's the new fucking scaven, dude. Yeah. It's VC, bro. He had two big blocks of 60, what do you call it, zombies that were squared off. One was squared off against my Senegor on my left flank, and then the other was squared off against my gore, which happened to go on that flank, oh, too. Yeah. So that worked out pretty Just well. Ram yeah. them together, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then on, the, on my far right flank, there was a spirit holus in a unit of about 25 skellies. And the only thing of mine that went over there was the young gore. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was a little nervous about that one. And then the rest of my stuff... Uh, pretty much went in the middle and then so I just held back in the middle which is where like my level 4 was along with my general uh, and, and the best of war decided to hold back and just kept casting spells I killed his general by turn 2 with the lord death spells mm -hmm. um the Ungor ended up getting charged by the spirit host, but they ended up crumbling it. So after they crumbled the spirit host, then the skellies charged in. Turns out that 35 Ungor, pretty good match for 25 skeletons, so they ended up eventually killing them all. Did this happen at Adepticon? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. We're talking about a total suck fest between Ungors and skeletons, <laughs> killing two each per turn. Uh, yeah, that did happen before, but this time my general was nearby, so my Ungors were leadership 10, so they weren't failing Primal Fury, and they weren't failing uh, uh. <laughs> their fear checks, so they were pretty spot on this time. Because on that leader 6, they, if they were unsupported, <laughs> this would be a real suck fest. <laughs> but then, on the other side of the table, well, my magic was, I was focusing on keeping the terror guys from moving. He also had, like... Either six or nine of those big winged bastards. Yeah. <laughs> and then so I was focusing on keeping that guy from moving. After I had killed his general, 
I focused on trying to kill his, his other wizards as well as using that spirit leech spell, which is the leadership based direct damage on the terror guys who's only leader four. So, so how did the the crumble work then? It didn't happen because no, it happens right wizard. away, but then it only happens the one time because he had two wizards with Laura Vampire. Okay, and then. But on my left flank, the Senegor charged a unit of 60 zombies. How'd that one go? They, uh, it took them probably three, three, four rounds of combat, but they killed them all. Mm-hmm. They had the BSB there, so they were passing Fear and Primal Fury. And then the Gore also got charged by zombies and a big unit of Skellies. And two rounds later, all those fuckers were dead. That was 60 zombies and probably 30 Skellies. The Gore are super choppy. So what was this guy's plan on killing at the enemy <laughs> he said he was very new with vc <laughs> so he was just trying to get some games in to get some experience so you know that's why he was still building the army like a, like a meat grinder bro yeah. yeah i was shocked that the senegor could go through 60 of them that quick though that was that was a good thing to see and to experience mm-hmm. oh yeah and then let me see what else so one of the things he, he ended up one of the units that hit the gore had one of his level twos in it, so of course I focused attacks on that fucker and killed him. And then I was able to kill the other bastard with the magic, mm-hmm. and then he started crumbling every turn. And yeah, I did a bunch of wounds to the Terrorgeist by using those leadership spells. And then when he started crumbling, he did the rest of the wounds for me. So that worked out pretty well. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really feel threatened this game, but he warned me up front, like, prepare to fucking steamroll my ass because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> None of my purple suns went off, which was sad because I was trying to line up the fucking terror guys and those... None of my purple suns. <laughs> Who are the other like guys? real sob story there. Yeah, the ghasts, yeah, the terror ghasts, or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I ended up winning pretty good, though. Solid victory stinks. Okay. Also... Excellent job, Senegor. <laughs> Two hooves up. <laughs> Two hooves up. This was the diagonal deployment scenario. And the scenario where you have to roll a D6 for each one of your units. For reserves, yeah. And on a one, it's placed in reserve. So, not sure if I was clear last time, but I did win my first scenario. Oh, yeah. I won, too. And then <laughs> I was lined up against Joe, Joe Giroux. He was running... Some fucking warriors of chaos. Uh, corn themed. Yeah, I really wasn't too happy about the matchup. Just because any one of his units can really kick the shit out of a tree can and or a tree man. <laughs> so he had two chaos lords, um, three big units of warriors, all corn. No, two were corn. One was Nurgle, but had a banner uh, of frenzy. Yeah, they were frenzy. They're I think they were like Albert. thirty strong each too. Yeah, about 23. Two units of five knights, two sorcerers. Two level twos. Yeah. This one, for to see which units had to be reinforcements and left off the board, I rolled a unit of dryads, (laughs) a unit of treekin, a unit of treekin, (laughs) a tree man, (laughs) an eagle... (laughs) And a my big unit of Glade Guard. <laughs> so like so half your shit's off the table. Approximately sixty percent of my army is off the table. <laughs> but this works out pretty pretty all right. So the table that we're playing on has a river running down the middle. So it's splitting it into like two three foot wide chunks. Yeah. Um, 
And then, so I deploy everything on one side of the river to try and coax them into deploying all that stuff on that side of the river. Yeah. To, to kind of mirror me. And then uh, my plan was I'd move everything up on the other side because <laughs> I wanted to avoid combat with them as long as possible to whittle them down, cast some magic and stuff like that. Okay. So it ended up pretty much working to plan. The river ended up being a boiling flood, <laughs> which was pretty good for the plan since you can't, if you end your move in the river. Take a strength four hit with no yeah, armor save allowed. You can't march through a river. Yeah. So those warriors are pretty much guaranteed. Someone's going to um, be in that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was able to use the wild riders, the eagles, um, for march blocking and then moving the dryads out to cause, to get within whatever. 16 inches for the infantry, try to get um, 19 for the cav. So he has like a double six yeah. frenzy check. <laughs> um, worked pretty good because um, they're only leadership nine. Eight, eight, eight or nine, by the general. Where they are. And he ended up not being with the BSB. And then there was a key point where I was using the chicks with uh, so strength three against the Chaos Warriors. You have 15 hits, like five wounds. He saves half of them, more than half. Um, not that great, but the strength thing even doesn't work that great because he had heroes in each one of the units, so there's strength five. For characteristic checks, you get to use the highest in the units. If you have a character, which is strength five, you use his. Wait, are you serious? So if That's you in get the back. Yeah. if you get Dwellered, you can use the highest strength in the unit? No, because that's a Dweller is per model. Okay, okay. Each model has its own characteristic. But like the net of Amintok, you use the highest in the unit. Okay. That's a strength check to like move or something like that. So if a unit takes one, one check for the whole unit, use the highest. Okay. If it hits every single model, that's different. then that's different. Yeah. Per model, okay. But there's one point where one of my Glade Guard units, the small one, was on the same side as the warriors. So I'm trying to get those guys... <laughs> the fuck out of move, Dodge? Yeah, get, get them the hell out of there. <laughs> so then I'm moving into a kind of swift reform and I'm moving into a building off to my flank. But the Chaos Warriors, with his general, have like a 10-inch charge, so they need like a 6 or better. <laughs> Rut roll. Um, but that's the turn I hit him with the arrow, and then he rolled a 6 for a strength check, so he couldn't move. <laughs> so that ended up being the one on the end, too. So he has, like, this little train of Chaos Warrior units. And, like, <laughs> the one at the front is getting rocked with some vines and can't move for the turn. <laughs> so that worked out pretty well. So he didn't get into combat until probably turn turn five, I would say. <laughs> Which by now you're well set up for him. Yeah, I shot out both of his wizards. For some reason, he wasn't putting them in units. Yeah, I got a Despite similar tail. Taking the about three or four rounds of shooting to get them. <laughs> just, I'm not sure if he was familiar on the rules. Like if he he didn't think he could put them in there. I don't because he's I don't know. He's mixing his marks elsewhere. <laughs> Gotta get that sorted, Joe. <laughs> um, well, one cool thing was. So he ended up actually getting, with his knights, a double six, wiping out a unit of dryads, and then was pretty much got the other one. So um, he was up in my gut. It was looking pretty bad, actually, because he was still going to get to me. I wasn't going to be able to stop him. Yeah. Um, so I ended up charging five wild riders into a flank of chaos knights. Didn't kill one. Didn't kill any. He killed one in return. But I beat him, but he was steadfast because he had five full ranks and I didn't have anything. I only had four. Yeah. Or uh, he was full five wide, so that's a rank. Right. So you've made that check. 
Second turn, he only kills. Did he, he didn't turn to face then? No, thankfully he failed the, uh. the follow-up leadership <laughs> A check. The combat reform check. And then in the next turn, <laughs> I didn't kill anybody, and he didn't kill anybody either. So, so you had a flank. So I had a flank and a standard. He just had a standard. I beat him, and then he failed that <laughs> steadfast check on an eight, and I ran him down. So that was cool. Uh, otherwise, a uh, unit of tree man ended up going up against five chaos warriors and a chaos lord. <laughs> Getting smote? No, uh, tree man held his own, killed the kill off the warriors. Really? Well, he took like four or five wounds. Yeah. And then the other tree man came in. And then together, they stomped the shit out of the Chaos Lord by himself. Because he had a three-up ward. Yeah. And he, he was had full wounds, but I rolled ten for my stomps and wounded with them all. So I'm like, you're going to fail three of those. <laughs> and he did. And then that was pretty much it for the kills. He had another Chaos Warrior unit that had one guy left with his BSB. And then he had what another Chaos Warrior unit that was untouched. And then a Knight unit that was untouched. Okay. And then he ended up getting some dryads and, like, an eagle with a magic missile. So I beat him by uh, probably six or 700 points. So that was a win. Win for the Raj. Yeah. My game, Deuce. TPV. The Paul Vinton. <laughs> He's rocking Dark Elves. Uh, he had the double hydra. Do you remember what else he had? I know he had a sacrifice unit that he could fucking stabby dagger his Yep, I got fuckers it. with, and he had he had a lord, supreme sorceress, death hag, uh, not with a cauldron, but with a unit BSB. Yeah, BSB, but with a big unit of witch elves, thirty strong. Sorceress on a dark steed with like ten dark riders. Noble on a dark peg. Twenty three corsairs, fifteen crossbows, twenty four warriors that had the chicken there, plugging them away at them. Uh, five harpies, two war hydras, cold one chariot, and then he had a little unit of five witch elves. Yeah. So in terms of what ended up in reserve, I walked away to go take a leak when he did the rolling, and when I came back, he said nothing ended up in reserve. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck, dude. I guess I had to pee. So that seemed seemed kind of funny at the time, but whatever. So when I started rolling for my ship. And just like maybe two of my chariots, one of my units of harpies, one of my solo razor gores, a little bit of my chaff ended up, but I still had about half my chaff left, so that's what's good about being chaff heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck, pop that shit down. <clears throat> um, I didn't really have much of a fucking plan going into this. I just set up, I only screwed myself in deployment kind of because I set the Senegor up way out on the left side kind of on their own because I had to set up first I have known from previous experience that these fucking Senegor cannot defeat a Hydra <laughs> by <laughs> no means and no way even if they flank it because this is from Adepticon experience can the, can the Senegor beat up on a Hydra so they ended up right across from a Hydra and there were some bonus points for declaring and completing a first round charge so as Hydra tried to charge the Senegor on turn one, mm-hmm. and I decided not to risk it, and I just ran away with them. And then I, there were a few other charges that I fled on char- turn one as well. Okay. Then on my turn, so the Senegor rallied. I did declare a few charges on him, which I don't believe were completed either, and then the rest of my chaff showed up, so life was good. 
Um, we just, I kind of pussyfooted around trying to snipe out his characters with the Lord Death. Um, he brought in a bunch of chaff on my right side, so that would be the really small tip of the diagonal. Mm -hmm. Um, ended up on that side that I just sent out all my chaff into these really fucking far charges and, or he came swooping in like his dude on a peg knight came in and charged into a solo razor gore, which I was able to support with the chariot next turn and fucking kick his ass. Um, Mm -hmm. His five, what do you call them bitches? Yeah, what they do in that game? They, he had them on my far right flank, and they just came forward, came forward. There was a time where I had Razor Gore in the way of a chariot charge, so I had to move the solo Razor Gore out of the way somehow, so I declared a charge on those five bastards. Mm-hmm. And I stormed in there, and he got real lucky and killed it. <laughs> um, well, so anyways. How many they got? Well, there's only five of them, and I'm toughness five, so he sixes to woo me. Poison dog. Dog. Either way, he got out of the way. So that's. I think I had to do that so I could get in on that noble with one of my Razor Gore chariots because that noble was going to beat up on the other Razor Gore. Uh, so I ended up getting the noble that way. But So I killed one Hydra with Purple Sun around about turn four. So he brought the big... It was a horde of witch elves. He was bringing them forward. And then by then the Senegore were set up for a flank charge on him. But I didn't know if I could win... So I decided to charge the Senegor in the flank and the Ungor in the front mm-hmm. of this big fucking horde of witch elves. And in retrospect, uh, probably yeah. should not have put the Ungor in there because really <laughs> I just gave him a fucking ton of attacks. Yeah. So I went in and he beat me. Uh, but we, we both my units held, and so we grounded out for a turn or two, and then eventually he ended up breaking both of my units. <laughs> and, uh, the Senegal are super survivable, coming in strength five, killing those little fuckers on twos, but I, I don't know what I was thinking sending the Ungor in. I just didn't want to, because he was going to be steadfast no matter what. I think that was why, because I, I wanted to break his steadfast, but mm-hmm. turns out I just gave him a fuck ton of combat. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-five Ungor. When they broke, they were down to like seven or something really <laughs> pathetic. So there was one point where his other his other Hydra, which was on my right side, I killed. I had already killed one with the Purple Sun, and I wanted to take this other fucker down. So I sent two Razor Gore chariots and one Tusk Gore chariot into the goddamn thing. Oh yeah, thinking it looked like a bull ogre. Yeah, Mornfang unit. <laughs> well, it pretty much when was. I over, yeah. yeah. So they, all three of them go in. I kind of flubbed the impact hits a bit. I think I only did three total of the strength six ones. I, I didn't end up doing any wounds with this fucking <laughs> shit. And then. I think they held because I had a charge or something, but then um, wasn't like next round of combat. He broke them both. <laughs> he just fucking chased them down. <laughs> fucking goddamn! I cannot kill hydras. Oh, it's just terrible. <laughs> the only thing I have is magic. But so end of the game, it was super close. And then what it came down to was last round. Fucking the Ungor were fleeing. And I failed their rally roll, and then I rolled their flee distance. And then, like, one of the dice was four, but it was kind of cocked. So I'm like, ah, yeah, should I re-roll it? Yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. So I re-rolled it, and I rolled a six, which was just enough to push him off the board, which gave him 190 points, which gave him the win instead of the draw. So uh, I ended up fucking going down. <laughs> it was a really, really fun game, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stinks going down. I know, <laughs> going down on TPV. <laughs> I think he's looking pretty cool with his fucking big old beard now. <laughs> yeah, he's got his hair kind of slicked back, like, yeah. like Mountain Man, <laughs> or Berserker, like type character, type of dude we would hang out with. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Round tree. Round trace, fool. Let's talk about scenario Round here. Tree. Tree was the word of the tournament. Whenever you say three, you would say tree, tree. instead. <laughs> Couple two tree. Couple two tree. Tree. So I believe this was the watch. Yeah, this was a watchtower scenario. Yeah, it was hitting on trees. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this one, I was lined rocket. up against Mister T P V V Paul Vinton, <laughs> who had just fucking barely squeaked a kick into my ass. <laughs> yeah, so I was lined up against him. All right, which is why I was listing off his list earlier. Yeah, dark elves, and this one. Went pretty well. <laughs> he had his sorceress of fire. Again, I was happy about that. Can't do shit to the tree man, tree king, really. He didn't roll the flaming swords or anything. Yeah. Uh, in a unit of dark riders off way on the flank. <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, that's a fucking pretty decent target for the string three template. Kill a mob of those guys, panic them off first turn. <laughs> so I deployed the chicks over there on that side. First turn. Move up, shoot him, drop like four or five of them. Panic. No, he passes the panic. Okay. He, he put his hag just within 12 inches. Uh. Ended up working out pretty well for him there. And then his turn, he moves up, and his magic phase, he fucking chucks seven or eight dice at a 3d6 fireball <laughs> at the chicks. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> he did not roll an irresistible. And then I was kind of mulling it over. Dispel scroll or no. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I better use it. So I'd use the Dispel Scroll. But then the, he tries to shoot him up with the Dark Riders there. Doesn't do shit. So I got, like, I can shoot the chicks, fly them away, or, or charge in. It's like a 10-inch charge. So I declare charge. So he could flee and rally and do that again. But he's 10 inches away, so it's like a swift stride versus swift stride. And if it's a tie, I catch him. Yeah. So it's just like a dice off there. So he likes to hold, and I ended up killing her in combat. Nice. The, they got six strength five attacks on the charge with a spear, and then two <laughs> strength four eagle attacks. Yeah. So they're pretty pretty decent against a little crap like that. Yeah. So I ended up yeah, killing a bunch and ran them down. So that was the end of that threat. Um, but that was pretty fucking scary. I'll tell you <laughs> got what. hairy for a minute there. Yeah. <laughs> Glade guard, big Glade guard unit, put a couple wounds on a Hydra, and that put that Hydra way out on the flank. Um, there was another one up the middle, ended up charging into a tree man. This could have been a major fuck-up for me. I gave the Hydra an 8 charge and didn't realize it. I was kind of putting the tree man a little bit behind the building, <laughs> but the way it went, he, he could still do just one wheel and still make contact. So he went in fresh, so that means he had a strength 5 breath weapon which the Hydra attacks, you can only do one or two wounds. With, with, with the full breath weapon, I wasn't sure how that was going to go because I never let it happen before. Yeah. Always, you always put a wound or two on one just so they can't fucking smoke a tree, man. So he goes in, fucking rolls eight or nine, strength fives. <laughs> he uh, gets, a, gets, I don't know, three or four wounds, and I end up making um, all but two saves. So you took four. So I took four wounds, <laughs> and I don't think I took any actual wounds from the Hydra. I made my stubborn check, and then I was able to flank the Hydra next turn with Treekin. Yeah. So I basically just wiped it out. But if you would have got that, you would have overran into the Glade Guard with my BSB and my chicken <laughs> to it. So could have been pretty bad. The way I got the Watchtower was early on I had a unit of Dryads in the tower, 
he botches actually one leadership 10 frenzy check because he put his hag way out on the end by the dark riders so he wasn't getting any re-rolls in his middle um so he has to put in his corsairs <laughs> with his his general into the building fucking schmuck schmuck the dryads kill them all found out he doesn't have a flaming banner on the on the unit or anything um so that was good ended up dwelling that big big guys in there the corsairs killed his general that way and then killed like a ton of the corsair over <laughs> half of them yeah and then i was able to put another tree can unit into the building and take it uh. take it that way that's how i got the building ended up using the other tree can unit to kill his level four shot the piss ever loving piss out of the witch elves diverted them off i was using the strength check bow um, on him. He ended up getting killed down to a man by some dryads toward the end with that unit. <laughs> ended up, he had uh, like a Hydra left with one wound on the last turn and like a uh, unit of harpies that were way off that had run away. So you beat him up. Yeah, beat him up pretty good, buddy. Reclaimed the honor of the stinks. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I've played TPV quite a few times and it's always ended in draws. <laughs> like, we played at least three times it's been a draw. <laughs> So it was good to finally drop the hammer on him. Yeah, someone had to fucking reclaim the HPB banner that I dropped <laughs> when I fled from him. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, my game three was against Joe Garo, uh, whom you had just played. Yeah, so he, was, he had all the fucking two units of Frenzy Cord Knights and then three big blocks of Frenzy Troops and two wizards floating on their own <laughs> again. <laughs> so he, how does, for the life of me, don't know why he had two wizards floating around on their own, but. So turn one, I killed one of the wizards with the death magic. Turn two, I killed the other wizard with the death magic. Turn three, I killed his BSB with the death magic. Uh, he only had one unit that was close enough to ever occupy the building. But at a crucial... I kept casting Doom and Darkness on it because it was frenzied, and then I'd get within its charge range oh, nice. to fuck him. So nice. he Good kept idea. failing his uh, frenzy, frenzy checks and had to keep charging. And that happened, I think, three turns in a row. <laughs> Meanwhile, his, he had a big unit of Nurgle guys with his lord in it and the frenzy banner. Um, the Senegor were able to... I lured out one of the units of five cast corn knights, mm -hmm. exposed their flank to the Senegor. Uh, they smoked some harpies and then overran. And I hit him in the side with the Senegor, uh, ended up killing like one, maybe two, no, I think it was just one, and then breaking them, running them down. And that put me where I didn't want to be, which was in the flank of his general's big unit. <laughs> so, But it kind of worked because he wasn't able to put enough attacks on me turn one. Did you roll stubborn on those things? Yeah, they were stubborn that game, too. So that did save my bacon there because he won, naturally, because he brought his, his cast lord over and started mm -hmm. kicking ass. And they held out for a turn or two. Maybe it was three, even. But then they eventually all got whittled down. I kept trying to charge because he turned to face on after the first one. So I kept trying to charge him in the rear with the Bestigore, and they failed two charges on, like, eights to hit those fuckers in the back. Um, and then... On my left, that all happened on my right side. On the left side, there's this big water feature, and he really couldn't avoid it with his big unit of whatever it was, 24 cast wares. Mm -hmm. So I marched all those fuckers right into the middle of it. Ended up being a boiling flood. <laughs> <laughs> it literally killed half the unit the first turn. Yeah. Um, four, tough four, no armor saves. And then I cast a miasma on him to reduce his movement so he couldn't move out. <laughs> <laughs> so then next time it killed half the unit again. <laughs> <laughs> so he was down to five guys plus his general. Or no, plus the other cast lord, yeah. 
And then at that point, they were right on the edge of it, so I charged the Ungor in there just to hold them up. And the Ungor didn't kill anything, but I won combat, but he didn't break. And then the Boiling Flood ended up killing the last of his unit. <laughs> it took out a whole unit plus a cast lord for me. And then on that same flank, he had some corn Knights that were fucking running around trying to get in my shit. I just kept distracting with... little chaff off. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call it his fucking chaff, but so I distract him with the Razor Gore. I munched through that. Distract him with the Harpy. So I end up luring him once again right into the fucking boiling flood. <laughs> and then... Yeah, he was lured into the middle of the boiling flood, and he lost four of the five nights the first time he checked to see if it would kill any. And then I flanked him with the Ungor just to hold him in place. Ungor, of course, didn't kill him. He didn't break. And then the boiling flood ended up fucking bringing him down. What happened to the Ungies? Uh, I was, there was only one rank in there anyways, so I lost maybe a handful of Ungors to it. But then they just backed out of there. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a pretty fucking wicked setup. But really, I don't, he... Clearly shouldn't have marched this huge block of fucking heavily armored dudes into the middle of a boiling flood. Because <laughs> there was a point where I was going to send the Razor Gore in there to stick his toe in to see what it was. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not moving over there anyway, so I'll let him sort out. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the building goes, he was never able to occupy because his dudes kept bailing frenzy. So eventually he popped a little bit past the building, and then the Gore could charge him because they had too wide a frontage to fit through where he was. So the Gore charged into his unit. By then, everything else his was dead, so I had about three hexes and augments off. I ended up kicking his ass, and then when they charged, they had gone in with a chariot. So when the gore won, they overran, stopped at the building, and the chariot ran him down, and the next turn I was able to occupy. Mm-hmm. Fucking skunked him good. Nice. The only thing I didn't get was the last of his lord's unit, but the best score were fucking ripe and ready for it. Ripe and ready, bro. Big win stinks all right so that was the end of the first day's games and but not the end of the first of the day. day's activities <laughs> that was a really good day i have three fucking super fun games against three really good dudes so yeah. i was feeling pretty good i didn't think my chances were too high of winning having been whipped on by tpv but uh feeling pretty good yeah <laughs> you were three and oh huh yeah yeah i was two and one um part of the tournament rules where you had to pay, I think it was only 20 bucks to get in the event, but then you had to buy $25 worth of stuff at the store that the game was at, or that the attorney mm-hmm. was at. So I ended up picking up a bunch of, or a couple new paints, new inks, paintbrushes and stuff. Some of that nice. fucking G-Dub plastic glue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's coming pretty handy building this fucking Minotaur guy. So what we do? We went out for dinner at Johnny's Italian Whoa. Steakhouse. Yeah. And Sexy Illinois. Jesus, was it? Uh, yeah, with uh, Domus yeah, McClure and Rob. Enough, yeah. And, uh, oh, man. That was fucking that good. was amazing food. Yeah. You got the fucking, whatever, the tour of Italy or whatever, the f- heart of Italy yeah. combo 25 plate. 25 bucks, 28 bucks. Yeah, but you got a fucking Martin steak. Martha, yeah. Some steaks, fettuccine, in a parmesan, <laughs> yeah. butter grease blend. <laughs> some chicken parmesan. And some kind of a garlicky cream sauce. Not yeah. Alfredo sauce. No, it was not Alfredo. It's pretty fucking good, though. Yeah. And then we had some good beer. I think after that, sense of delicious fucking excitement. Went back to the house. Played seven to 12 <laughs> games of Dominion. Dominion. <laughs> Freaking awesome card game. Yeah. That was the first so, time I'd ever yeah. played it. It was you a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a clerk, too. I ended up winning, I think, one game out of all mm-hmm. those. Domus is Mr. fucking play this on my iPad all the time guy, <laughs> so he knows all the strategies already. Mm-hmm. So We were just using the, the basic rules. I yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's fun. Highly recommend that game, though. Drink some beers. Not too many, but a few. Didn't until one ish. Yeah, didn't get lit up like the first night. Went to bed at a reasonable hour for one o'clock. Reasonable. <laughs> and then, yeah, how was that? Let's take a little break, man. Day two is fucking ready to begin. Okay. Uh, let's talk about scenario for day two, Escape B Game 4. Is this it? Mm, I think it's it. just battle line. It was indeed a simple battle line. Okay. I always lined up against Mr. Rob Phaneuf with Clan Blazing Beard. So he was running. Dwarf Lord on shield. BSB. Close to 30 hammers, 30 <laughs> troll slayers, a rune lord, not on an anvil, just a rune lord, 30 warriors, 25 longbeards, 10 quarrelers in the war machines. We're getting a grudge thrower, possibly flaming, possibly not. <laughs> cannon, flaming, cannon, non flaming, two argon guns with an engineer, and then he also had some miners. <laughs> so I Decent knew- amount of artillery. Yeah, I knew he'd be taking some losses on the way over. <laughs> um, we should point out this was the Magnificent Bastard round because it was Ro- oh, Raj yeah. versus Rob and Hastings versus Domus. Yeah. So this table was had a river in it coming down like on a, a diagonal across the board. So he deployed his army kind of evenly over maybe like a four-foot front. Yeah. So he only had, like, whatever, four blocks, five war machines. So they're pretty well spread out. He's not really protecting them that well. Um, but they knew the the river was going to make it slow coming across. So with deployment, I ended up having to go 
because he could have um, easily castled up on one side. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Which yet. So, like, I was able to put the make, make sure the tree kin and stuff were in the right area, but the stuff like my dryads, which were going to go after the war machines, were kind of spread out all over. Um, but ended up going. Um, he had the first turn, took a shot, killed a, one of the tree men outright, which. Like a non-smart person, I put two of my eagles next to it, <laughs> just because um, one side was kind of loaded with war machines. One of the eagles panicked and fled off the board after failing a failed rally check. <laughs> but on the plus side, my wild riders had moved up with their vanguard, and he took the first turn, so... If he goes first, I can declare a first turn charge. And the Wild Riders went into the Flaming Cannon and ended up killing it. Ah. Um, on the other side, one of his organ guns blew up on the second turn. <laughs> uh, I put I put the chicks in front of the second one, and I was like, I don't think you can kill him. Um, because he has, to, he has to randomize the hits from it. Yeah. So even if you rolled a 10, I'm He'd sure have to perfectly get 3, 3, them, and 3, yeah. and all would have to wound. Yeah, he could have done it. Um, he ended up, I think, just shooting at uh, some dryads instead. So I was able to put the chicks into the organ gun and kill it. That left them exposed to the slayers. And I wasn't really too worried because I knew they would never be able to chase me down. <laughs> would break me. Uh, but they actually, once I got in combat, they almost killed them. <laughs> like he killed one, one of them. He killed one of the chicks outright, did three or four wounds. I'm like, fuck, that seemed like a lot. <laughs> then he rolled all the other ones, and then I had to make um, either four armor saves or three armor saves. Like, it was either three or four wounds, and I had to make armor saves on them, five up. <laughs> Thankfully, I made made um, two of them. I ended up, she was left with one wound left, basically. So he whooped my ass on combat res, and but with swift stride, and he's 2d6 minus one, I got away. And then they're back to full wounds. So that kind of stuff. fucking my- slippery as all shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in the middle, one unit of tree can basically beat down on a unit of uh, long beards, or maybe gray weaponers. I don't know. Some dudes with the rune lord in there. Put a couple attacks on the Rune Lord once. Can't do anything with the no. five one up. Basically, all his characters had one up armor saves. Beat that unit down eventually. Um, eventually, the Dryads with the chicks, the, the twins, brought down all the Slayers. A uh, unit of Treekin was trying to help out the other unit of Treekin by hitting the dwarves in the flank. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up getting flanked by the corlers. <laughs> I kept rolling kind of shitty, so these corlers were in their flank for like two or three turns before I killed them all. Um, one thing which worked out well was he put his dwarf lord with hammers on the far flank okay. up against the table edge. And so I'm talking about stuff with the slayers were on the opposite edge. I'm talking about the middle of the board. So he didn't really get to have any thing to do with his hammers for most of the uh, game entirely he had his dwarf lord out fucking with the wild riders <laughs> on its own yeah <laughs> he ended up turning him around i tried to divert the unit with the eagle but he was able to charge the dwarf lord out by himself because i didn't actually put the eagle in front of him yeah he schmucked the other tree man with a stone thrower but the by then, the rest of his war machines had been taken out. Yeah. Uh, and the tree, I knew that the tree king are enough to do the job against the dwarves. If I can keep keep the rest of the blocks away and kind of work on them one at a time, <laughs> uh, ended up winning by a little bit there. Yeah. Okay. So you did win. Yeah. Victory. 
Raj. <laughs> All right. Domus versus me. Domus had lizard men, three big boxosaurus, like two sallies, ethereal slan, stegodon, pterodons, probably some shit I'm forgetting. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I got to go first, I believe. Yeah. His pterodons did a vanguard move. <laughs> like right up the guts. This this table was broken in half by a river, so you pretty much had three feet on your left and three feet on your right, and then there was okay. ended up being a normal river yeah. in between us. The table I fought Joe on, yeah, you know, too. And and then there was a big building on the left side and some fencing that pretty much took up the whole center. And then the right side was pretty open. There was like some buildings, but they were far apart, so it wasn't a big issue. But he ended up deploying most of his muscle on my left side. So there's this big building between us and not a lot of room to maneuver. And it turns out that this building helped forces of light. So any of his units that were within six inches of it were stubborn. Yeah. Um, and then there was a blessed bulwark. It was a crop list of heroes. And actually, you could probably bust whoever made that little sheet's balls. Because it's any unit within six inches, not just forces of light. Ah, well, in our game, all oh, is this units were stubborn and were fucking stubborn. <laughs> yeah, and mine were not. Okay. As yeah. you will see, I didn't need that shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. but so, anyways, I just fucking moved all my shit up. All my muscle was on the left flank on the left side of the river. It all just fucking moved forward. There's a space the Senegor could get behind the building. The gore were next. They just marched straight toward the building with the anticipation that I would occupy it. And then next to them was and then yeah, next to them was the best of gore with my level four and my beast lord. And then next to them was the young gore. The young gore decided just to hang back by the shard of the hearthstone. Um, turn one, my razor gore declared a charge on his vanguarding pterodons. Fucking smote their dumb asses and sent them packing. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, Ran them back. So then I end up with a fucking solo Razor Gore in his backfield. Nice. Um, this little piggy is going to cause some trouble. <laughs> yeah. I got a... The way he had set up his Stegadon and his Slan, they were in a row from my level four. So I got fucking Purple Sun off. It hit them both. Nice. Killed the Stegadon. Nice, nice. But he rolled the fucking one Ooh. with the Slan to save him. I was like, man, the game could have just been over right there, buddy. What is, what's his initial? Is it a one? I don't know. It's either a one or a two. I think it's a two. Two, okay. But it's not very good. So <laughs> he was fucking sweating balls. But I'm glad he didn't fail it because it made for a much better game. But uh, anyway, so I moved up, turned to the Gore Occupy building. His shit just moves up. On my right side, I had all these chariots that were just sweeping across the table trying to get into the fucking fray. Um, and then I had I had two of them that were closer, though, so whenever any of his chaff or bullshit would get up there, like his salamanders, I would fucking send one at him, and then I believe he was fleeing from all those, so... Mm -hmm. I, I end up with a lot of shit just chilling in or around that fucking river. It's mostly chariots, too. But Senegar end up fucking pussyfooting back and forth, getting peppered up by skinks. And then once we were down to, like, three, I fucking charged in, smote the remaining chameleons, and then overran into this big, huge block of... Mm -hmm. And then got my ass kicked. Uh, and then the gore... I'm sorry, the Bestigore by then had done a swift reform and were coming up behind him because there was nowhere else for him to go. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like, in the on the other side of the building, the Gore left the building, 
And then they left it so that they were in horde formation with their left flank on the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up charging one unit of his Saurus, which were on the other side, the Blessed Bulwark. So he had, like, FOS protection, and I charged over a fucking Bulwark. <laughs> so it was minus two to fucking hit him. Uh, that's kind of bullshit. But... He wasn't able to do enough wounds to... I think I actually won that, or if I lost, it was really close. So I had my general, my BSB there. It wasn't a problem. And then from there, it was just a matter of me whittling down that big block, um, which over like four turns I did. But they were stubborn every time because of that stupid fucking building, so it didn't matter how many of them I killed. And then he had one more block of Saurus, which could have charged into the gore at any time, but never did. And it was... I was like, turn two, uh, I casted a Doom and Darkness on him, and he just left it there for a very long time, because he, he's taken, you know, his Slan was there. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm leadership, yeah. whatever, well, cold-blooded, cold so on. Slan's there. a 10, yeah. cold-blooded, and he's BSB, so he's getting 7-up cold-blooded reroll with the Doom and Darkness on there. Well, it turns out eventually he failed it, and the closest enemy unit happened to be one of my dudes, one of my little chaff, like chariots or razor gore, so he fled away from it, threw his entire forces and right off the table. So that worked out really well, because then it completely opened up what to me was his right flank, and uh, I had lots of fucking chaff just chomping at the bit to get in there. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Yeah. I charged way early on. I charged two harpies, which were remaining, into uh, the slan. I didn't know that it was ethereal. I'm just like, well, let's just tie him up or something, keep him from moving. Charged in there, and they sat there in combat with that fucker <laughs> for the rest of the goddamn game. Uh, I wasn't able to wound him. He wasn't able to wound me. Um, it was, eventually, though, I charged my general in there with him because he came around with the best guard. The best guard could never get in there just because of the positioning, but my general went in alone, and he had a magical weapon. So I had him down to one wound left by the end. Um, time got called, but we decided we we're going to play out the turn, at least through turn six. So we just kept yeah. on fucking going. Um, that was a lot of fun. Make sure I'm not missing any fucking key things here. Goddamn miserable ethereal slam, though. <laughs> I thought maybe I could keep him from casting or keep him from doing something, but all he's really doing, he did miscast with the slan at one point, and it became a level two, which helped me out good because that's one time, the one time he did try to dispel that doom and darkness spell. The, gave me that unit of his that ended up fleeing he failed it because he was only a level two not a level four so that worked out really well um yeah it was mostly that though once that one unit fled um i had like the big huge block of gore in combat with two saurus characters so they're just duking it out but i pulled brought a chariot in there at one point helped helped out a bit yeah so i eventually fucking whittled them down and pulled it off victory Stinks. Nice. And at this juncture, we can jump into the. <laughs> I was watching you guys, and I got to see the travesty oh, that yeah. was Domus trying to exit his Saurus out of a building. <laughs> like, too wide, sticking like 15 inches out. And then was going to follow up a swift, with a swift reform, reform <laughs> to face the rear of the gore. Yeah. 
And I was watching, and I knew that was not the rule. <laughs> but I didn't want to interrupt you guys. Didn't matter anyway, because I had... It didn't matter, yeah. yeah. It was the last turn, and I had harpies flying around to, to block them up anyways. So, so. this little nug is just going to be a little couple factoids about buildings and um, how they work. So, a building. One thing is that, unless you're going into it, it actually counts as impassable for movement. Mm-hmm. And every piece of impassable terrain has a one-inch bubble the same as all your troops do. Right. So when you're going around a building, just remember that. You can catch people. They usually just kind of wheel, cut the corner, and move across. So moving around a building is kind of like a hard, get right. a hard angle. Well, technically, yeah. Than you would be. Technically, yeah. But, you know, you can really call motherfuckers on that because no one follows yeah. that shit. Well, the other thing, too, is if there's a building next to another piece of impassable train or another building it can look like you can squeeze through there but when you're talking two one inch bubbles going around each yeah i mean you might have to go through like three or four wide yeah plan and so <laughs> just keep that in mind okay there is one exception to that rule um, besides charging and that's when you exit a building so when you exit a building how it works is you put the unit in any formation um, but at least one model in the rear rank has to be touching the building. So you could be you know, facing directly away from the building with your rear rank flush against the building, or you could have your flank flush with the building because then you would still have a model touching. So you couldn't be at a weird diagonal, though. But you could be at a weird diagonal. Okay. So you um, could be. <laughs> it, you know, depending on, on the shape of the building and stuff like that. But, yeah, so, and you can't move any further after that. You're done for that turn. Right. So you wouldn't be able to pop out, do a swift reform or anything like that. And as far as I can tell, that's how you stay. So for that unit only, for that turn, you can be within one inch of a building, apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no no uh, other exceptions. So moving on, one thing I, I thought was interesting was um, the units that can actually garrison a building are infantry, monstrous infantry, war beasts, monstrous beasts, and swarms. So Hounds could garrison a building? Yeah, so I was going to point out that war hounds can garrison a building. <laughs> Saber tusks can garrison a building. Oh, nice. Um, you can put screamers <laughs> into a building. I would never have guessed that. Beasts. Yeah, and then um, some monstrous beasts would be my eagles can garrison buildings. <laughs> a beast of Nurgle can garrison a building. And also a humble razor gore. <laughs> Could garrison a building. Mm-hmm. S- steadfast on a four, baby. <laughs> <laughs> not, not too bad there. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, beasts and monstrous beasts can get in there. Uh, but none of the cav uh, as of yet. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. What happens when a terror causer charges a building and the unit is in a mere defer terror? <laughs> this is interesting. I didn't know this until I was just going back and rereading all this stuff. Just because you're saying this, I'll assume you don't have to take a terror check. No, you do have you to do. take a terror okay. check. So the same rules for terror apply. No, they don't, though. But you don't flee. But so you don't flee. Okay. All you do is you count as having failed the fear check ah, going okay. into the combat. So this means, actually, like if you're going to charge your Hydra or I'm not sure what other monsters people actually use are that cause terror. But you <laughs> Jabber slide? Jabber slide. <laughs> um, you actually would cause two 
you'd cause two leadership checks. For two them. chances at yeah. it before the combat One with ensues. the terror, one with the fear. So I thought that was interesting. Where did you, where did you find that tidbit? It's in the LRB. Yeah. Okay. It's in the it's in the building section, which is on page one twenty six. Okay. It's on for a few pages. <laughs> um, one thing with frenzied units is if you're frenzied and you're in a building, you still take a frenzy check. To charge, you can't charge. You can't out, charge though. out, but if you fail, you come out to the closest model. <laughs> Does it specify that? Yeah, it specifies <laughs> that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So one thing you could do is, since it goes against the closest model, you could dictate which side he comes out on. Then, like mm. if you put some chap <laughs> closer than your big unit, which is sitting to flank. Yeah. And, um, like, if you put the dryads in a weird formation, like, kind of close, presumably he would have to put them, like, let's say you only left him a three-inch gap between the building. He might have to put them, like, ten wide and two deep <laughs> since he has to come out on that side. Uh, it kind of raises some interesting questions. Yeah, this sounds, like, awful fucking domacy, real <laughs> yeah. gamey to me. Looks like you're really fucking trying to find an yeah. angle here. So just remember, because you don't really think of that, that they have to, but, yeah, you still take a frenzy check. So okay. anything within, if it's infantry, within 16 inches of the building, you have to take a frenzy check still. One thing um, which came up in my game, my game five, but was if you're in a building and you get broken, mm-hmm. like you, you don't flee, you just pop out. Is that, um, like, no, how does that work? You pop out, but you're still fleeing. You are fleeing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, so you can do a lot of... Um, towards the end, I'll kind of maybe go into a little kind of tactics and strategies once we get past all the weird rules stuff. Okay. Um, but So skirmishers in a building, minus two to hit for hardcover, <laughs> or minus two plus minus one for skirmishing. Minus three for skirmish yeah, and hardcover. Minus three yeah, <laughs> for skirmishers in a building. One thing for allocating <laughs> attacks is it's not f- five attacks, you know, up to five. It's half of your attacks or half of your models. So so you get for, to fight with like 10 if, guys. So if you... Against the character is what I'm saying. So you get up to 10 attacks, and you can put half of them against the character. So let's say you only had, like, six guys left. You could only put three of the guys against the character. Uh, Does that make sense? So you, so you can only technically allocate half of your fighting troops against yeah, the character. Yeah, people... I know, when you think of it, people always think it's five yeah. because you get up to ten, but it, it's it's half. So for that reason, if you have big guys, three of them only ever fight. So if you allocated two guys, that would be more than half. more than half. So you can only ever put one guy against the character if you're running with big guys. So the ruling says that. Well, let's look. Is it attacks or, or the models? Allocating attacks. Half the enemy models can choose to attack. So, like, if you have does 10 it, attacks for your ogres, only three could go against them because it's only one model. Okay. It doesn't... Pro, or there, there isn't a line before that that says, you may choose to attack with up to 10 models. Or, no, you may use 10 models to attack. And then the next sentence doesn't... Because you need... Con, perhaps the context would change the meaning of that. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah. You'd have to look up the spot Both where it's... players choose 10 models to form their unit. So you could have 10 ogres fighting against... No. Because no. the we is bigger than them rule. Uh-huh. <laughs> what does that rule state? <laughs> that means it would be unfair to allow 10 ogres to attack, say, 10 goblins. Therefore, monsters, infantry, cav, and beasts count as three models for an assault party. Mm. And a monster count as five. Okay. Which... Is there it, isn't any you're never going to have way. a unit of monsters. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then also, um, 
for stomps and stuff like that, for special attacks and items that affect stuff in base contact, then um, the player who's in the building, he gets to nominate which model they're touching. So you could, you like can if still you had a dwarf stomp. lord yeah. that was really ruined up, you'd say, okay, um, your ogres are touching the dwarf lord, so your stomps have to go against him. Uh, <laughs> or if there was a monster coming in with a thunder stomp, could you say yeah. you're you only touching this one rank and file dude? But no, it'd be it still overflows rank the same mom, way. Yeah, right. But if there's a okay. character or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. There's some real cheese dick building shit going on. Here. Yeah, so you can get real funky. Yeah. So there's stuff with flaming. I'm not going to talk about one thing. Um, maybe some strategies for buildings. I guess is if you put your general or your BSB in there, that fucking really cranks up the size of your leadership bubble. Yeah, grossly. Same thing for spells. Um, never put your wizard in a building by himself because when you miscast and do a template, he'll do D6 hits to himself instead. Of, in addition to the one. So he's probably going to kill himself if he's by himself. Um, um, one other good building tactic that I fell victim to before, if you have a unit that shoots and has the flaming banner... You get to reroll wounds against troops that are in a building, so yeah, that's more useful for close combat troops. I don't know. I have the flaming bear on my shooters, but with minus two to hit, uh, you can never do that many hits. Yeah, it's yeah not maybe, worth but shooting at them unless you have something that I'll just hit automatically. I'm not uh, sure which tourney it was, but I did lose a dwarven war machine that way. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, some of the war machines that are flaming would be nice because you get to re-roll your wounds. Right, and the, your strength 10. Yeah, so you're fucking getting some nice hits. Um, for strategy, so one thing is if you lose an assault, no one can ever really pursue you. So you just pop out the other side. You're fleeing, yeah, but um, hopefully you can reform or uh, rally, and then it's kind of tough for that unit that just broke you to ever... Yeah, you, they can never get you. Yeah, so buildings are really good for playing for draws, for, I don't know, for units that um, you don't want to lose, because there's just no way. I mean, they could break you, well, they could or you could even up. move, just get out of the building as soon as they move up and go to the other side and they can't yeah. see you. On the other side of that building, they could put skirmishers in a big-ass line so that if, when you pop out that side, you go off the table. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of that strategy yeah. once, many times. <laughs> uh, one thing to note is that when you do break and pop out a building, you still lose your banner. Yeah. So it cost me a North Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules that say you don't. So. Yeah, and you break, so. Okay. And you'd have a bigger bubble <laughs> for breaking as well, if you count that whole unit is within six inches. Yeah. So like the giant building, anything within six inches will take a panic check. That's bad business for beastmen right there. Yeah, but generally steadfast, I don't know, if you have those huge fucking horde units, building's all right, because you're never going to lose those assholes. Yeah. Okay. Or something like Doom and Darkness comes in, so. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I just drop a couple building nugs on you. Well. <laughs> what you gonna do about it? <laughs> All right. So, game motherfucking five, you nugget dropping fool. <laughs> game five it was 4 0, going against the other chap. That was 4-0, Mr. Greg Dupuy. Oh, uh, yeah. We fought last at Core Comp. 
uh, what else was this given? I should point out that that table that killed a good chunk of Joe Garrow's army was made by Greg Dupuy. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg drove Greg, or Greg drove Joe, Joe there. Joe known as Greg's bitch. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> he brought it up himself. <laughs> In any case... Scenario or fortitude? Fortitude scenario. So Greg's army is a Nurgle demon army. With the come, Mr. Tallyman, Tally Rajbananas. <laughs> Mr. Epidemus. Yes. To make it feasible. That slippery fucking eel. So as soon as he gets eight wounds, everything's going to be wounded on a four plus. Yeah, poison goes to four up. coincides with what he needs to hit with everything. Yeah. <laughs> I've fought uh, Butcher with the Tallyman quite a bit. Yeah, I fought him before and with the dogs of war and it was kind of weird because when we played he never got up to eight oh I really everything <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about quitting well, and <laughs> suffice it to say every time he used that against my dwarves it was just fucking wicked so yeah so that was sort of part of my plan here was to spread out his units gang up on him and prevent him from getting eight wounds as long as possible by just overwhelming one unit at a time the table we were on was pretty good for me. It had a river, oddly enough. <laughs> um, tables, two had a river, three. Okay, so four of my five tables had a river on it. Not bad for what else. I've come to respect the river, <laughs> cherish the river. As a would have. You kind of move up to it, and then when you charge across, then you're kind of done with it. It doesn't really slow you down. Yeah. Um, but... This one had a river, so the river uh, started in the middle and then kind of did a bootleg off to one side. So it kind of made like one quarter of the table like a little island, but um, it went a little further into the other person's side. So with my deployment, I was able, he's kind of had to split up his forces. Okay. He he probably would have deployed the same anyways. He had... Unit of four beasts of Nurgle on one side, a unit of three on the other, and then spread out between them was four four play bear blocks. Might have been five. <laughs> um, each with a herald. One of the heralds was a BSB. He had Epidemus in one, and then he had a great unclean one, chilling. So he had to split up his stuff halfway on one side of the river, halfway on the other. So he couldn't tell. I had enough chaff units. He couldn't figure out which way I was going to go. Um, I put everything on a side that had a, a building because we just learned about how great <laughs> buildings are for fucking with people. So I was going to try and divert them as long as I could, start at the end, kill one of the beasts in Nurgle unit, then kill the next Plague Bearer unit, then kill the next one down, and then just divert the other ones away. So I knew I would never be able to kill more than half the army. And then my plan for Epidemus was basically um, started with a D and ended with a Wellers. <laughs> and a below somewhere in there. Uh, I don't really have anything that could kill him and go in without just completely losing it, getting swamped on all sides. So I thought it was pretty good going in. I'm not going to say I lost the game on the first roll of the game, but I will say that I lost it on the second roll. And this is what happened. So he um, just blitzkrieged a unit of uh, the three beasts of Nurgle just straight across, and their building was on that side. 
and I was worried it's going to move him behind the building to stop my. I had a big unit of twenty Glaguard there with a the flaming banner that could light him up, but he just moved him straight across. He went total Operation Grill right there. <laughs> so he was within. He was going to be within close range of my twenty Glaguard. They had the flaming banner. So that would stop him from getting his regens, but he would get, be getting his five-up wards. I'd be strength four because I was close range, and then I was able to move my tree kin up and have a tree man ready. So I moved up the tr- uh, the tree kin kind of off to the side of him, so I still had a little area, a little lane for the glade guard to shoot in. And then I moved the tree man up next to the building. Yeah. <laughs> so the lane was still open for shooting, and then he would be able to do a strangle route as well. So I was going to get... I was thinking about my 20 Glaguard shots, my <laughs> strangle roots, and then the depleted, like, let's say two two of those beasts would run in the tree kin, and then the tree kin would just kind of grind him down because he's only strength four. What happened was I had to do a swift reform to pivot my Glaguard unit to get the most shots and then back up a little bit, so I was on a hill for next turn. <laughs> Failed both of the reform checks. So if you fail them both, you just do a reform. A, nor- a normal reform. <laughs> yeah. So you can't shoot when you do a normal reform. So I'm like looking at this. I'm, I'm like, I played my ass off in four games. Like, did this really just happen? <laughs> so his turn, three beasts of Nurgle go in. Beat the tree kin by two. Um, tree can break. He runs him down. Overruns into the twenty glade guard. <laughs> Um, I try to slow things down with a flesh stone. Doesn't do anything. Runs down the glade guard, and that's looking pretty rough. <laughs> um, I ended up playing playing pretty well. I kind of clawed my way back. He, so those were the ma- majority of the points he got. The only other units he got were a tree man, um, two units of dryads. And an eagle on top of that. Yeah. But this they didn't really like, kill that much. No, you didn't kill hardly anything. It was mostly whatever the seven, eight hundred points were in this these two units that he got first turn. Uh. <laughs> um, and what I got from him was I got finally killed that beast of Nurgle unit with a tree man. But so it didn't it was, come down to fortitude for you guys? No. Um, it it could have. I was trying. I'm like... <laughs> Maybe if I get some dwellers off. I got one dwellers off during the course of the game. He only had a level one yeah. with the big guy. But for some reason, I didn't get hardly any magic off. I got a flesh mm. of snow off that once. I got a dwellers off, but I never got anything else off. I got a dwellers off on Epidemus. Um, whittled his unit down pretty good. I didn't get him. He's strength four, so I'd have to take a couple before I got him. Okay. But it never happened. But in the end, I did get um, two of the heralds. One of the plague bearer units. I got the beast of Nurgle that had caused such a terrible strife. <laughs> um, and then there was one unit of plague bearers down to two models, and one unit that was down to like five models. Sure. Starting around twenty three, twenty five ish. So it was ended up being like eleven hundred to nine hundred something. And I didn't even realize it was that close in the end. Okay. Um. But it is really close. It came down because I had a hail of doom arrow. I I made a. I had to make a bunch of wounds. I could have almost got that that two man unit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but so I guess one lesson, or actually three of them, <laughs> don't to be learned. You can't rely on a fucking nine pre rollable leadership save um, or test. Well, no, you're gonna fail those every once in a while. But don't put yourself in a position where you have to do that. So. A lot of the times, 
I, I catch people doing this in their games where they have a unit out on the flank and then they want to start moving them back into the middle. They'll do like a swift reform. Yeah. And then move like five inches or you know, whatever their unit sure. is. Um, they could do that or they could just do a wheel and get pretty much almost uh, like a march and a, with a wheel and get almost the same amount of move, probably more by marching and wheeling. <laughs> you don't have to take a leadership check. Unless you're march blocked. Unless you're march blocked. But sometimes even just the wheel would be would be sufficient where you can fuck yourself over, you're out on the flank, oh, you just failed that swift reef. Now you're stuck. Now you're, yeah, you're, you can face whatever way you face want. Face whatever yeah. way, but you're four, <laughs> four inches further away from where you need to be. Right. Um, so don't put yourself in a position to do that. The other thing is if you're going to do, if you are in a position where you need you're going to be coordinating, coordinating these moves and one of them has to take a leadership check, um, do that one first because I could have, if I would have did that first and known that they had failed, I could have moved the tree can differently, angled them away. So if they had gotten uh. beat, you would have went in a different direction. I could have moved the tree man up to behind the tree can. Sure. So you would have ran into him. And I don't know, maybe I could have beat him then. I don't know. Um, but the other thing, too, is as soon as that happened, I just completely, I'm like, fuck this. I'm fucked. I think I told him, like, you just won the game, dude. <laughs> So your attitude fell apart there. Yeah, but like if I would have took stock of the situation, I could have put them. What I ended up doing was just facing them towards them, putting them like just kept them ten wide, didn't do anything. Yeah, really shoot. I could have put them five wide and put them deep for steadfast, um. and had my tree kin or a tree man there ready to counter charge the beast of Nurgle. Yeah, sure. Um, so I got a, I did get a flesh of snow off the next turn. So he killed probably I don't know five or six of them. Right. So Which, since I was twenty yeah. wide, he had a rank, I had a rank, so I wasn't steadfast, but I would have been steadfast. Um. So my tree man could have come in. Maybe I could have want beat him out in the end. The unit had flaming attacks, so they would have went first. Maybe they could have caused the wound. That so if something like that does happen, to you don't get flustered. Yeah, I think I've learned that lesson the hard way many times. Fucking don't throw in the towel. Just keep fucking keep trying, no yeah. matter what. How because eighth edition seems like you can pull. Sometimes you could pull some real bullshit back from the brink of disaster. So and I've mm-hmm. I've done it many times. So so if I had done one of those three things where I knew I wanted to shoot the beast of Nurgle, I could have deployed them just a little bit differently and not had to do a swift reform. If I would have just took the the check first. And then uh, if it failed, whatever. But I can u- move my units to compensate or just play smart. Don't get flustered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I ended up losing by a little bit. Okay. But I kept them from getting most of the bonus points. So you went 4-1. and one. I did. So I played John Winger in the Fortitude mission. He's rocking Dark Elves. He had a Hydra, Horde of Executioners. Horde of Corsairs, where his big bad fucking lord went. Sacrificial Spear Elves. Isn't that funny now that Spear Elves are used for nothing but sacrificing? It's fucking pathetic, but he had a cold one chariot. Uh, 20-ish crossbows. Five Dark Riders. Cauldron. I think that was it. I might be forgetting something small, but... So there was a river down the middle of this table, separated <laughs> separated the table lengthwise. So we were pretty much both on one side of the river at the beginning, and then there was a building in the dead center of the yeah. table, and the river kind of round three table bucked around it uh, towards my side of the table, and then um, so turn, he got first turn. 
And he just rushed all of his shit right up to the edge of the river. So I knew, like, going into it, we were just going to end up on either side of this river. Uh, he had he had deployed his unit of Corsairs with his fighty lord mm-hmm. off on my right side. So I made sure to put a ton of chaff there in anticipation of never fighting that unit. <laughs> if there's Corsairs, they're frenzied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because as I'm deploying, I'm going through the fucking motions. I'm like, ah, fucking big bunch of frenzied bastards. He's like, you don't know they're frenzied. I'm like, motherfucker, I know they're frenzied. <laughs> I don't need to see your goddamn boring-ass list to know that those fucking cocksuckers are frenzied. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, so I had a plenty of chaff over there to fucking play with those frenzied bastards all game. And then that coupled with, well... I had anticipated some doom and darkness to help out make the cold one chariot stupid because I'd done that against Paul a couple times and then mm-hmm. um, should have worked out pretty well. But we'll get to that. <laughs> so, anyways, he moved up to the river. On my turn one, I made I think it was three, perhaps four, really long charges with chariots and solo razor gore. So I, he had a unit of those five bastards that run around on their own, the little scout guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the shades. I got got charge off on those with a razor gore chariot, and then I charge one of his chariots with a solo razor gore, and um, I think it was a tusk gore chariot. And then the Senegore had tried for a charge. I think they failed. Some some bad happened to them. But anyway, so on turn one, I end up smoking a bunch of his chaff. Mm-hmm. Um, worked out pretty well. And then I tried what had been working amazingly well all tournament was death magic sniping out characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. sweet. So I plan on first sniping his BSB and then working on his level four. Uh, I rolled three for my magic dice. So I got a couple from the Shard of the Hearthstone. Yeah. Didn't get anything off. Didn't do anything with my magic. And then I had I had the best to go rocked right up against the, the water there. Have never fought executioners. <laughs> so... Okay. He charges the Bestigore with a horde of executioners. Them guys are the most Billy Badass motherfuckers in the game. So he came in. Always strikes last. You're always strikes last. Should be a simultaneous blood fest, right? No, because he had a banner to give him. BSB was in there. Yeah, he has Bizzle in there. It was giving him ASL. I'm sorry, ASLF to counteract the ASL, thus striking an initiative order against my best guard. They're going to be standing here. Yeah. their turn to swing. So he killed my level four. Fortunately, he only did one wound to my general. Did he get a killing blow on that? No, there was no killing blows. He just did three wounds, and I failed. He his body to pieces. I failed three ward saves, though, so it was kind of my shitty rolling, because I had a four-up ward on that guy. But... And then he killed, I want to say, of the, like, 30 Bestigore there, he killed all but 12 of them in the first round of fighting. Nice. So I kill, I kill a bunch back. Yeah. Um, but I, was, I knew I was going to be in fucking trouble. <laughs> One thing I did do is took a couple of swings at the BSB to see where that bitch was, and all she had was the five-up ward that the cauldron had put on his unit, mm-hmm. which wasn't helping my cause at all. Yeah. So on my turn... I flanked those bastards with a big-ass horde of gore, and then I oh, sent right. two chariots in their other flank. Ooh. So uh, from then on out, I was winning that <laughs> combat. Um, by the time the, du- the dust cleared, it was like two or three turns later, the gore had killed themselves out of combat after two rounds of fighting and then reformed. Later on, charged the cauldron, took it out, and then later on occupied the building in the center, I believe, <laughs> mm-hmm. but only to pop out when the frenzied corsairs were coming back around. But uh, I had the the remaining very, very few 
Bestigor with my general who had already taken but I think he took two wounds before it was over and he was left with two Bestigor <laughs> he's like a champ and a fucking no the champ he skunked early so it was like a muso and a, uh, nice. so he's they fucking scooted away yeah they just turned around and made a run for the forest because <laughs> at that point it was just bad business like, run for the border, what the shit man and it was a fortitude mission so that was three fortitude right there nice. on very very few wounds uh, at one point he had flank charged one of my chariots that was in the executioner's flank um with the hydra mm-hmm. turns out that is where i need to be taking those hydra charges is in yeah. the razor gore because like yeah i think he did like one or two wounds whatever but i ended up breaking him because i'd done so many wounds in the combat uh of course my dumbass didn't catch him but anyways at least i broke that hydra i don't think i ever ended up killing it no i didn't because later on it came up charge a tuscor chariot i had to throw a tuscor chariot in its way to keep it from getting to my lord and the remaining <laughs> bestigor who were fucking hiding out in the forest <laughs> but yeah you end up getting that chariot but it didn't matter uh-huh. um that's pretty much all that happened on that flank. His um, spear el- sacrificial spear elves ended up occupying the building with the level 4 wizard. I sent the Ungor in there. I got a wild form on the Ungor. And they won pretty heavily, mm-hmm. but he passed, didn't pop out. So later on, I sent the Gore at him, and the Gore, he was he was steadfast, and but his general had finally gotten out of range, so he was only steadfast on his own leadership. So the Gore were able to pop him out of the building, which captured his banner. Mm-hmm. Still, that was enough to give me the win. I think I was still one or two away. Um, on the other side, the Corsair situation, I just kept fucking luring that bastard bastard unit. I put the harpies right in front. One turn, he didn't even bother to charge them. And I'm like, whew. <laughs> so, because you knew, like, that's just one turn that those guys yeah. aren't going to do dick. And then next turn, he's like, I just left the harpies there. So next turn, he charged the harpies, blah, blah. Uh-huh. I threw something else in his way. And he ended up pretty far drawn out, which was good, because that's what caused those dudes in the building to break. But um, So I was at a point where I had a chariot on one side, and then I had a 12 Senegore on the other side. So I'm like, oh, man. I'm sitting there thinking, well, if I charge in and I break him, then that's the game because that gives me his general and all the fortitude I need. So mm-hmm. I decided to gamble on it, charge a chariot in one side, 12 Senegore on the other, and I got a wild form off on the Senegore. How many Corsairs were left? It was a horde, so it was completely untouched. I think it was 40 or 39 plus his general. So it- 40? Might have been thirty. It was either thirty or forty, but there was a fuck ton of them. But I was I was in both their flanks. Breaking steadfast, enough Senegors live. Yeah. 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 I think it maybe it was thirty. But the, yeah, because the Senegor had one whole rank. I think so. his unit was thirty. I, I think you're right because that's the only way I could have broke the steadfast. And wide and thin. Yeah. So I, I charged in display base. Yeah. So yeah, that's a pretty good, decent shot. Got the uh, take him down to two ranks, and the Senegor will bust his steadfast. That was the theory. <laughs> the right. uh, well, the Dreadlord, I think that's the name of the Lord character there. Yeah. Was the chariot did impact hits? <laughs> the Dreadlord killed it, fucking dead. <laughs> so I had, uh, I don't know, I didn't see it coming. He rolled pretty well, and I didn't get shit for saves. But the Senegor did a fuck ton of stomping ass, though. He, there were toughness. He needed sixes to win him. There were toughness five with the wild form. He didn't end up doing shit to him. And I ended up winning the combat, but that fucking bastard had a stubborn crown on his general. So he suckered me in, and then he fucking turned to face. And then next turn, he fucking buggered off the Senegor. So they ran for a turn. They later rallied. Um, on the last turn, they made a rear charge into his 
now rallied Spear Elf unit. And there was still like five or six of my guys left, so they can accomplish some shit. Ran right in the ass of that Spear Elf unit, and I won pretty heavily, uh, but he ended up being steadfast because I think he killed one, so I only had four left, and he still had five dudes, over five mm-hmm. dudes, so he ended up fucking staying. Um, but I ended up winning this game. It was a lot of fun. This is probably yeah, one of the... split was? The split, it was like a 300-some point difference, so it wasn't super yeah, close. close. Uh, yeah, it was close, but not, you know. But it felt close. Like, the whole time during the game, we're both, like, on the edge of our shit because I was breaking a bunch of his stuff, but it was rallying. He had his big unit of fucking shooty guys in the back, chilling with the Hydra, and then I didn't get any points for those spear elves. I couldn't... At one point, when I had sent the gore into the building, his, his wizard had the reverse ward save. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, Picking ten guys to fight. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna give you gore, or whatever. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna give you my my character level four. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, because he he had lost to the young gore, so he knew the gore were gonna skunk him good. And uh, he was banking on that reverse ward, yeah. so I did three wounds, and he failed two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. And then next turn, he's like, will not be giving you fucking <laughs> wizard this turn. So, but I end up winning. Um, Okay. Somehow, just by victory points, neither of us could get the fortitude job done. Yeah. Um, like I said, though, fucking awesome game. Both games I had this day were really awesome, too, really fun. But John is a very hard-fought game, <laughs> mostly because yeah. executioners are so goddamn <laughs> insanely fucking good. <laughs> um, I, if I had known, I had the chaff that I could have kept those assholes out of combat and, have, like, flanked them or something. But mm-hmm. good guy, man. <laughs> like, strength six, hatred. Fucking good to go. Plus, they had a five-up word at the time, soon. Yeah, that'd be good for keeping them alive. Okay. All right. So, so you went four and one as well. Yeah, four and the one. Thing was, I was on table one, and you guys were actually on table two. So. Yeah. Okay. Greg had went five and five zero. No. Uh, stuff was painted okay. So depending on the breakdown <clears throat> for all that shit. Yeah. It's anybody's game. Yeah. So best overall. Motherfucking me, dog. Johnny Hastings. <laughs> Pulls it out. Yeah, pulled it out pretty good. I was about seven points over Greg and about I'm twelve points over Joe. He should have pulled through for me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me because I beat Wenger pretty good at the Merry Mayhem too back when I, I think I. I don't remember if I. Yeah, I don't remember if I was using Laura Shadow or Laura Death. I think I was using Laura Death still, but so I got two up on Wenger now, and that's my second fucking beating up on Domus too. So because oh, nice. I beat him at Blood in the okay. Sun last year, so no. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is your first two-day tournament win. Yeah, first two-day best overall. How does come, it feel? How does it feel? Come so close so many yeah, times, so it's definitely. nice to finally fucking pull one in. Um, I was way up there. I was for gentleman gamer. I was in second place with one point less than the other two guys who were tied for first and second. So okay, so was, Greg came in second. Yeah, Greg came uh, in second came overall. In, yeah, best general award for the most points. Even though I had one more best general point than him, according to what Domus posted. Yeah. Well, one thing is the best general was determined by the best general points, which weren't actually points that were accumulated in your overall score. Right. So you can see you guys, yeah, you, you beat him in that. But since you took overall, uh, you took it from him. But I was way down in because... Some of those were always yeah. You were thirteen, <laughs> and three of the games I didn't get any. Yeah, and you have to get at least one to get like you have to win and get one, and then you get like six points. Right. 
So you can see I'm like halfway of, of what your guys score in. <laughs> yeah. even want to get any. Just because one of them is always um, you have to control the most objective or, or the most trained Features. with fortitude. Yeah. But all my fortitude is bunched up within like 10 inches of it because it's all the glade guard and the. Yeah. <laughs> so I only ever had the wild riders to go out. So when they were still alive, I captured it. Sure. And so I had to wipe them out. So it was tough. Uh, that, yeah, on my list to <laughs> go after those kind of things. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I ended up coming in third overall then. Yep. Um, Best appearance. I was at the top of that list, and I took that award. When he called my name for best appearance, I was pretty sure that Rogers had won the whole thing. Well, yeah. Was, he called best appearance. He's things. Best, best general, general was Greg. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm like, whoa. Well, this has happened. It's happened to me before. Yeah. At um, Brawler Bash, I lost to the guy in the end who got best general. Yeah. Because of... <laughs> Because the sports of paint, bro, still pulled out on top. <laughs> Even totally like kind well, of anticlimactic kind of yeah. victory. But it's best overall. It's not just best general. Yeah. So I'm sure that guy's so, the best general. Like, uh, I thought you had maybe. it though, because Greg was best general and I was best painter. Typically, yeah, you wouldn't give out an uh, an appearance award in the overall to the same guy. Right. Well, fortunately, According to fucking tournament etiquette, Jim. <laughs> fortunately, Jim recognizes. <laughs> So, yeah, it was fucking awesome to win. And like I said, it worked out for me because I had five awesome games against five fun people to play. There were some serious yeah, all my games were, were complaints by other folks about certain other people attending the event. There was some unhappy people, oh, but yeah. more most that. Yeah, mostly due to the behavior of their opponents. But and it was hilarious to hear about, but sucks to be in that position, so Mhm. It's fucking fun. Yeah, I really like the the three thousand list that I had worked up. The, those twins were pretty pretty good, even against like the Chaos Warriors and Nurgle uh, lists. Where this the template doesn't do that much. Um, like in, I didn't really talk too much about my game with Greg, but he actually I diverted a lot of stuff and kind of whittled down some units. And two turns in a row, I hit his BSBs unit which was kind of in the middle, holding up everything on the other side of them. Yeah. Uh, with that strength arrow, and those the heralds are strength fives, so anything but a six, which I was careful to say those explicit words every time he rolled it, and he failed two of them in two turns in a row. Do you have access to Laura's shadow? No. Oh, that'd be, be awesome. Perfect yeah. Combo, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, really liked how they worked. Never lost them. And actually, in the last game, even they were, they were fighting Beasts of Nurgle. Because at some point, I had to divert with them <laughs> to keep them away from all my fortitude. Yeah. Because the game ended with basically the Glade Guard, my BSB, and my general behind the building. And then completely far away in the opposite corner, the Wild Riders. <laughs> <laughs> Just chilling. So all my fortitude was safe. He was never going to get it. But, yeah, the chicks were up against the Beast of Nurgle. He's doing, like, I don't know, 3d6 strength 4 poison attacks <laughs> on a 4 plus every turn. He could never do. He'd never kill them both. So was he just splitting the allocation down the middle? Yeah, what he was else just would doing do? like 8 on 1, 7 on the other, yeah. 6 on 1, 5 oh, on God the other. Damn. And he wasn't able to do 3. Yeah, he kept, both. he'd do a couple wounds. I'd do like 1, and then I'd pass a break check on like a <laughs> 7 or 8. <laughs> That's fucking luck of the Raj right there. That's what that is. But yeah, so props to FNAF. He was fucking closest by far to snagging them bitches. To taking out Greg's army? 
No, uh, FNAF. Oh, for to killing the girls. Okay. Yeah, I use the closest. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we talked about the uh, Screw City GT. Is that what it's called? Right. Yeah, so we're now looped into the Screw City GT. I'm already signed up and paid. That's in Rockford in September. Yeah. Hope you paid attention, kiddos, because I'll be taking the exact same list. <laughs> yeah. I liked how it worked. Yep. Everything was fucking tight. I agree. Uh, this 3,000-pointer I had is what I played at Adepticon, and it worked super well, and that's why I played there, so I'm yeah. just going to keep on rocking it. Well, uh, maybe, maybe you should play me, bro. <laughs> the 3K list, maybe a little wager, Get a, a little plaque. <laughs> Some kind of fucking... 4 and 1. Both went 4 and 1. Let's see who goes 5 and 1. <laughs> oh, you want to play for the best overall plaque? Well, it turns out you were pretty far down. So uh, you're like 12 points below me. <laughs> I don't think that your one game is going to make this play. <laughs> I think we'll see how many bonus points I get. We'll have Jim come up with this sick scenario. Every time that Raj wins a tournament, he just throws the fucking plaques away. I throw away the plaques because I don't have anything to do with the plaques. If it's something cool, like the Brawler Bash Sword... I kept that. That's fucking awesome. I yeah. got my Hillbilly Demon. I got a few other ones <laughs> yeah. that are cool. Well. If it's if it's something cool, I'll keep it. Yeah. If it's a black. No offense. I don't have anything to do with a plaque. <laughs> I'll get tossed out. I'm going to cover myself Ben Curry style. <laughs> I see that. I was thinking about doing that, that too. That kind of made me wish I hadn't thrown them all away. <laughs> I have quite a few. As you were we masturbating. Really ourselves, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, we could do one with you and all the best best paints, best appearance, all the players' choices. <laughs> Definitely. I could make a bed of those things and lay on it in sexy underwear. <laughs> yeah, I think you should be totally nude and then just cover your fucking cock with a player's choice plaque. The one that's most prominently player's choice. <laughs> Perhaps we will. Um or fucking got you on lean back against the bed, both arms propped up. Like a best appearance. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have a fun time taking this picture. <laughs> Touch it up in Photoshop. Don't tell Ginger; she'll get mad about the shit. <laughs> All right, that's um, so, yeah, that was fun tournament overall. Yeah, it was a blast. It's nice to get down to McClure and Domus's neck of the woods and hang out with those guys. There'll be at least one more. Yeah. And plan on rivers if you're coming. <laughs> yeah. Bring your back of list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I can, I guess it comes up pretty common. I think he, the, for the terrain, he rolled it all on the random. Yeah, terrain. he did. Because so, people yeah, brought the tables. Just come up. Yeah. Turns out when you roll it, rivers happen. <laughs> just like in the real world, occasionally yeah. rivers fucking happen. Occasionally armies fight around rivers. <laughs> turns out. It turns out. Ah, uh, anything, uh, anything about the future today? I just want to bring this up. <laughs> I made the fucking. I listened to all the Garage Hammer coverage of the new. I'm catching up on podcasts of the new Empire book. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I listened to about five plus hours of talk about the Empire. <laughs> And ever since I listened to it, I've been super gung-ho to build and play Empire. <laughs> oh, nice. It's fucking... Well, the thing now, too, is um, they really bring the model countdown with the... The Demogriffs yeah. and the, yeah. The Luminarchs and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, the big, weird the fucking... I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've been I, mulling it over myself. You could do a cool all-cav army. Because you get the yeah. Knights well, Gore. I was thinking, and then just you know some cannons too. Reichland <laughs> ogres as unit fillers. <laughs> There's like these big ass fucking ogres mixed in there, and Are then I could do a- some Reichland ogre mornfangs, <laughs> demigriffs. <laughs> oh God, 
I don't know. I gotta fucking stay focused, bro. <laughs> I can feel this fucking shit. Like, oh, awesome it be, dude. <laughs> Shut up, man. Maybe I'll do a couple mock-ups myself. <laughs> I'll do them shitty on purpose, <laughs> so you'll want to do them right. So I know they could be done better. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so I've been, my head's been full of Empire. I think they'll be good. Yeah, I think they'll be Why don't you be fun, go interesting. buy an army and assemble it, and then I'll play against it. <laughs> and then when I get decided I don't want it, you'll buy it off me for real cheap, right? Yeah. <laughs> you cock. Got to save my money for the Robert Kiyosaki real estate investment plan, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, anyways, I think we should wrap this up <laughs> before I get too fucking excited about it. Last Empire. night, yeah, Empire. Just Don't forget Warriors of Chaos coming out, bro. Soon, I don't know. You've already got a good start. I know that's a big issue. Warrior done. I have characters. I have to stay focused on the Bulwarkers. That's my best chance at getting an army done. John, John, it's the best chance of finishing something different to play. Get a Christmas present for me. (laughs) Just to just just to fucking trip you up. (laughs) Two boxes of cast Warriors. (laughs) I do have all the Marauders sitting right here. A box of demigriffs, some <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> to guarantee you'll never finish anything ever. Uh, just thinking I'm about it. Army painter around here, bro. <laughs> just thinking about it makes me feel really overwhelmed, and that makes me feel really anxious <laughs> because I feel like I have so much I have to do. You get a fucking paint cold here. <laughs> you know, I'm stressed out. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Anybody's. Working against themselves. All right. I'm done with this shit. No, man. Just keep going. I'm fucking out of here. (laughs) Suck my balls. It's my bees.
baby boy. Who's a cute kitty? Come here, bud. Come on. You want some fucking pets? Which kitty wants some pets?